Welcome everyone to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tara. Greetings citizens. This is a science fiction movie podcast. We get together, we've watched the movie, we talk about it. It's that simple. I've been on a bit of a straight line the last few weeks because we've been working through the MonsterVerse, which admittedly is only three movies, but we also did the original Godzilla and King Kong. We did Godzilla 2014. We did Kong Skull Island, which leads us to, as of present, but not for long, the newest entry in this this shared universe, which is Godzilla King of the Monsters, which came out in... I, I guess... I, I still think this is coming out in 2018, but I guess it got delayed and came out in 2019. It must have done, just based on other things that were going on at the time, but... Uh, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Michael Darty's Godzilla sequel. And the fact that it has other monsters in it and all these other things, and we'll see how we feel about it. Uh, was this the first time you watched it since the the theater? That is correct. I saw it once in the theater, and I haven't watched it since. Hmm. I guess the first thing I will say is that I completely forgot that Serge Tannikin from uh, System of a Down did a song <laughs> for for this movie. <laughs> it got to the, the the credits at the end, and I just started like. Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that not a song? That, that wasn't a song that existed before? I don't believe so. Or at least I don't it, know. I'm not very good with music. Neither am I, but I, I happen to have grown up liking System of a Down. So I remember it, like once once I heard his voice, I was like, oh, yeah, there's Tannik did a song for this. <laughs> this is so weird. But yes, Godzilla Care of the Monsters. Notably, the first... I mean, obviously, I mean, really, it was only Godzilla 98 and then Godzilla 2014. But... Notably, because Godzilla 1998 screwed everything up so much and didn't even really have Godzilla, never mind anything else, the fact that we were getting other Toho monsters, we were getting other Kaiju, we were getting Rodan, Ghidorah, Mothra, that was a big deal, right? I was very excited about those things going into the movie in 2019. Yeah, I think I think this movie, hands down, has had the best trailers. I think my favorite trailers are for this film. Oh, the one all, especially from uh yeah the one especially from comic-con that was released with the dun 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 i don't remember i don't remember the name of that song but you know what i'm talking about and then it would just like the reveal of all the monsters were was in the trailer it was just so it was such a beautiful trailer i was so hyped for it i want to say suck the luna is the name of that track but it's something like that if it's not that mm-hmm. so i'm in the ballpark yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, that trailer was very good. I remember that trailer being like, "Hey, this this actually looks quite good." Too. I think that was the same as the. No, Mad Max had been the year before. But yeah, Mad, Mad Max, Max was like... years before. Mad Max came out yeah. in twenty fifteen. Okay, I don't know what I'm thinking of, but that was the, <laughs> the last trailer that I was just like, "This is the greatest trailer of all time." <laughs> uh. Yeah, no, I, I was pretty hyped for Godzilla King of the Monsters, and it was funny, given how much I loved 2014, and you as well, how much we both loved 2014, and we spoke at length about why we loved that movie, is, getting Godzilla 2014, obviously you hope for something exceptional, but I was ready to just have a fun monster movie and be perfectly satisfied with having a fun monster movie, and I think what's funny is getting into this one, I kind of accepted that it's probably not going to have the special qualities that made 2014 special to me, and it's just going to be a fun monster movie, uh, with all the problems that probably comes with. 
and I think we'd both agree it does come with all those problems, uh, and we'll get into that. But it's not really that different from a lot of actual Japanese kaiju movies, really. I mean, I, I, I feel like people who complain, and this is not to say that I'm going to defend the problems in this, because there's a lot of problems to talk about. There's a lot of things to get into, and we'll get into them. But it does kind of feel like anyone who complains about the humans not being as interesting, and that there's not enough time spent on monsters, I'm like, You've clearly never actually watched some of those Japanese movies because I'm, someone did like a bar graph of like how much screen time Godzilla has in every single Godzilla movie, and it's not you know they're not that high like you know mm-hmm. humans make up a lot of those movies. It's just kind of it's just a thing. Sometimes you get lucky and they're kind of fun plots or the fun characters, and sometimes they're not. Isn't uh, it like just... a lot of kids? Like a lot of the time, there's usually kids that you're following. Not a lot of time. There's there's a couple of notable examples uh where it's kids for example yeah. uh son of godzilla uh most notably mainly follows at least i think is it son of godzilla? no maybe it's not son of godzilla it's one i'm saying that because there's a lot of son of godzilla in it i think it's after son of godzilla i can't remember what the title was but there's one around that point in the movies where it's actually a clip show movie so people paid to go see this in the theaters in japan and it was a story about a young kid who was being chased by like kidnappers and he w- idolized the- Godzilla's son. So he basically imagined himself being friends with Godzilla's son. And when he did that, it would pull like, cl- like clip show style flashbacks to the previous movies. No new footage, really. Just clips. Uh, Ooh, that's it is, disappointing. It, it is agreed <laughs> that it is the worst one. It is the worst yeah. Godzilla movie because it is just a clip show. I mean, it, we hate that when it's a free TV episode. Imagine painting to go see a movie and being given a clip show. Yep. Madness. Absolute madness. Uh, anyway, I don't know what point was going to be at the end of all that, but... I don't know, but I'm glad you brought up Shades of Grey from Star Trek. <laughs> the clip show. I, I mean, I, I brought up the concept of clip shows, but yes, if you want to specify Shades of Grey. Uh, obviously, don't mention how many Shades of Grey, so we can't, we can't mm. sue them for... Uh, we, can't, we can't sue the makers of Fifty Shades for, for ripping it up. Nope. Unfortunately. Not that we could do that anyway. But you know, it doesn't actually, belong to us. <laughs> yeah. You know what? DC should make an erotic film called Fifty Two Shades of Grey. I think that'd be really funny. Uh I don't understand that reference. Fifty two is a really important number in DC that it comes up all the time. Okay. <laughs> We've been starting with the humans pretty much every time with these monster movie reviews, so we should probably start with those here. Not overall thoughts? Good point. We'll start with overall thoughts. Tara, <laughs> how did you feel about Godzilla King of the Monsters after this second viewing? Well, um... Yeah, I mean, obviously I love the 2014 Godzilla, so... I had high expectations, and the trailer was so, like, unbelievable. I just... I, that trailer is amazing. That, um... I was very very hyped but uh it didn't take long for reviews to come out to make me to set my expectations a bit lower and you know it's not that the reviews are wrong because they're they're right like it's not a good movie (laughs) but i really kind of love it (laughs) the monster scenes in the film are so good that uh whatever like yeah the human stuff is terrible and We'll skip past it to get to the monsters. I, it's like two hours and 11 minutes, and 
at least half of it is monsters. Most of the humans, there's, there's a couple of human things I'll stick up for a little bit, but yeah, most sure. of the human stuff is 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 pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I have fun watching it as well. It, it you know, it, I think the biggest complaint I really have with it, outside of there being too many characters who give constant one-liners that really needed to be cut. You, <laughs> yeah, Bradley Woodford is the worst in this. I I love Bradley Whitford. I love Bradley Whitford. His character in this is so annoying. It's uh, so bad. Like there's a moment. So there's a line from Bradley Whitford, uh, and it's actually quite late on in the movie. But it, there's there's nothing even spoilerly in this. There's a line where he says something that's a joke, but it's like so meta because it it's more something that we talk about in the real world and not something the characters. It's because he references the let them fight, right? Because yeah. he says something to the effect of. Oh, a I used to love Sarah... when he would say that. Well, not even before. Because like, oh, a little Sarazawa, let them fight action. Yeah, I love when he would say that. And I'm like, he said it to one character. He said it to one character in the first movie. That this implies that he goes around saying that to everyone. It's, oh, by the way, my right. catchphrase is let them fight, let them fight, baby. <laughs> you know what I like to say? Let them fight. <laughs> and it just it, it's like you, you took a cool moment from the first movie that had a bit of weight behind it, that felt like it all yeah. built up to him saying that, and it was narratively very important for what it was doing with the monsters, and you turned it into, like, a, a gimmick by mm-hmm. having him just sort of reference it that way. I don't know. It, 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 so that's just one example. But he, he has a lot of lines. I'm sure we'll get to some of them later. Uh, that just... Or, or, but there's the... Uh, Thomas Middleditch, he's got a character in here who's just kind of goofy comedy as well. He's just awkward. His comedy is not as bad. Like, his comedy is more awkward humor, and he plays that pretty well, I think, just in general. So, I don't hate Middleditch in the, in the movie. I just think he's excessive. There's no reason for him to oh, be there. Definitely. There's too many yeah. characters. There's, there's too many. Uh, there's the, the soldier dude who has a couple of, you know, potentially funny lines. You know, the one who's like, oh, did the Godzilla and Mothra, did the, uh... uh... Yeah, I hate all the comedey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They don't I... annoy me as much as King Kong, for some reason, but I, again, like, the comedy in this movie is just not good. Yeah, and we haven't even got to the main family drama yet, which we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute, but... Yeah. Um, the, 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 yeah, the comedy is is really forced uh, but anyway the, the biggest complaint though the, the, the biggest complaint i have about the movie is that after 2014 godzilla feels kind of special and it feels special because of the reverence it gives the monsters because of the imagery being genuinely quite beautiful i do think this movie feels a lot more and looks a lot more like a generic blockbuster uh, and that's kind of down to a few different things not that there's not good direction in here at, at points and some moments there's some really beautiful shots but but yeah a lot of it is... It, there's some sequences that are a bit sloppy. There's a scene in the first time I watched this, we'll get into this a little bit later when we go a bit more full spoilery, but uh, there's, a, there's a death of a character that in the first time I watched this movie, I actually missed it until they mm-hmm. confirmed it uh, with a sort of small moment later. And even paying attention for it this time and really watching for this death, I still... Oh, I guess I can... Oh, I guess it was in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's you're right. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about because I had the same reaction. Yeah, like, so oh, they're gone? That, that's <laughs> an issue, but um, there's so much of this movie that just feels like actors standing against a green screen. And I know technically that was true in the first one. A lot of that movie will be filmed with actors standing against green screens, but this feels like actors against green screens. It feels like mm-hmm. there's a lot of just like really kind of mediocre CG like backgrounds and smoke. It doesn't feel as revered in terms mm-hmm. of the monsters being given this gravitas. So that's my main complaint. That that, that yeah. feeling 
is gone, and that's my main issue with this film. That said, it's a fun monster movie where I get to see Godzilla and Ghidorah fight. I do have some fun. <laughs> I do I do enjoy those <laughs> battles. I think I think all the reveals are really fun. All of the monster reveals are great. Monster reveals are good. Uh, obviously, this one brings in music from, like, Godzilla's theme is in there and is used very well. Mm-hmm. Mothra's theme's in there. Rodan's theme doesn't actually properly come in. Like, a little, there's a little kind of, like, hint of it, but it never goes into the melody of Rodan's theme. I, don't really, I know Mothra's um, theme because we actually watched that movie yes. maybe, like, two years ago now or something. Um, but... That one, like, okay, I remember it. Usually it's sung by two tiny women, but I, I can hear it in the film. It's a, is it Bear that does this one? Bear McCreary, yeah. Yeah, the you're God of War guy. You're on a first name basis with him, of course, yes. Uh, I mean, I, I remember the first name. I don't remember the last name. <laughs> uh, I mean, God of War guy, yes, technically, but I think people will also perhaps know him from Battlestar Galactica and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a composer. That's <laughs> for the music, but... Uh, I, I haven't watched either of those things, but yeah. I have played the new God of War game. Yes. But, so, you got the music in there. Honestly, I think, because we went so hard against Kong, I think people are going to say, why is this one better? When, arguably, some of the complaints might be the same. I think there's one fundamental difference to me, outside of maybe mm-hmm. just liking Godzilla and, like, Ghidorah more as monsters than I do, like, Kong and Skullcrawlers. Um... I think it's that this movie, the monsters actually have a conflict. That this movie is it's very wrestling actually. This movie is very wrestling, and it's about Godzilla versus Ghidorah. Ghidorah is this big bad. He's the one who may actually be able to take on Godzilla. They have a fight earlier on. It's it's very Rocky as well. You know, Rocky kind of taking his maybe not the first Rocky, but more like Rocky three where. He gets ha- his ass handed to him kind of earlier in the film. He's got to fight Clubber Lang. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> right? Which one's Clubber Lang then? Rodan? What? No. <laughs> Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Yeah, Clubber Lang was still the villain at the end of Rocky 3. Why? 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does, does Clubber Lang not bow to Rocky at the end though? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember him bowing, but I I, I, I don't remember him showing respect at the end of the film. Maybe he did. It's been a while since I watched Rocky Three, but um, anyway. But the the point being is that it sets up an antagonist. Godzilla's this hero. It sets up the stakes, and that Ghidorah. And we'll get into maybe more of the details of what makes Ghidorah Ghidorah and whatnot. But it sets up a simple hero and villain of the monsters, and you want the hero. And so, when the when the human stuff works, it's because they're deciding to actually try and help Godzilla, and they're trying mm-hmm. to, like, advance the monster plot in that way. Uh, that's when the human stuff works at its best. Uh, but because you have that, and because you, you're rooting for Godzilla to come back and kick his ass, it's a really simple thing. It's a very wrestling thing. It's a very... The, the heels won the first match, but he kind of cheated. He kind of did, did him dirty. And... Allies need to sort of like pump him back up and say, "Come on, you need to get back on your feet. You can go. You can go one more time and win this." That's this movie, and on those yeah. simple bases, the monster stuff really works. <laughs> I yeah, I I think my problem with the uh, with one one of my main problems with the the human characters is that because these monsters are like all over the place, then 
our humans have to travel between so many places really quickly. So we're always like dancing around. There's like this one meeting place in the Bahamas where they have a some sort of a a, a base that looks like a, an oil rig that we keep going back to. But the humans have to travel to Antarctica and then they have to go to like Colombia or something and then they go to some island. And they're just, they're always moving around so much and there's so many of them that you have to follow that I don't, I don't like that journey as much. Like, I don't know why we have to always go to so many different places in this film with these same characters. Like, at least in Godzilla 2014, there was a, a line. We were following a guy trying to get home and it turns out Godzilla was on that same path. So that was, I think that was just easier to follow. I think that actually leans into something I'm going to say a little bit, uh, particularly mm -hmm. the fact that... So, they mainly travel on what I can only describe as a spaceship. That I mean, it looks kind of like <laughs> a jet, but it's just a big... Yeah, it's so, also a helicopter or something. Yeah. It's like a really, really big uh, V sort of jet, but it's huge and has like a whole... Like, it's basically... Because the, the inside of it, when they're all like, talking to each other, it's like they're on the bridge of the Hela carrier from like, Avengers. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Well, I, there's two different ships that we see. There's that one where you're talking about. It looks like the... Um, Oh, I see them flying around Lancaster sometimes. <laughs> They're like a, they look like the stealth planes. Yeah, but it's really um, big though. It's much bigger than an actual big, stealth plane. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's huge. And, and then the other one looks kind of like a helicopter plane mixture thing. That I, looks, I think, it's meant to carry a lot more people. Yeah, the other one is not weird though. I think the other one's just a regular big chopper. I don't think there's anything mm -hmm. weird about that one. Because the point I'm trying to make here is that this plane. Uh, is very science fiction. So is the base. Because the base has this, you know, it opens up and they go down a big secret shaft to get to the secret underground, underwater, like, Godzilla tracking station. They yeah. they they have, like, laser, like, force fields around, like, some of the cocoons of the Titans that have not hatched yet. There's all mm -hmm. these things. And it feels like, and I, I guess in some ways it makes sense if you're going to go down this monster universe path, but it just it alienates it so much from 2014. Because 2014 feels like, okay, we're in the real world. We're in a grounded yeah. version of reality. And these monsters feel larger than life. With this one, it feels like we're, we're into a, like a comic book. And we're in yeah, a comic Monarch book. Monarch is like the Men in Black or something. They've got, yeah. so many, they've got so many new technology, alien technology that they're working with. They've got toys, they've got gizmos, and I think if, if there's a main disappointment for me is that I kind of, I wish we got Ghidorah treated with the same way that every monster in the last film is treated, in the way that, you know, that, that reverence, that, like, monolithic, and don't get me wrong, Ghidorah looks great in this movie, and some of the shots of Ghidorah are beautiful, some of the best shots in the movie are Ghidorah mm -hmm. and Godzilla on screen, absolutely. Yeah, with the big wingspan, yeah. wingspan of it, yeah, definitely. Gorgeous stuff. It, it absolutely is. Um, but that said, though, I, I do think the movie's kind of just blandly ugly a lot of the time as well. <laughs> um, and I, I, you know, I, slight side rant here, but I was watching this. Uh, I, I bought the movie on on like iTunes or Apple TV or whatever they're calling it now. Um, and I, yeah, I got it there because typically they're considered to have the best, you know, 4K streaming, uh, you know, on demand, whatever. And I've watched a couple of things on there. And I don't know if it's just like this movie's encoded badly or whatever. But one of my pet peeves with streaming versus like physical like Blu-rays is because the bit rates are much lower, 
you notice compression you notice and essentially what i often see that really sticks out and i hate is like when you start to see like and especially in dark areas you'll see like blobs of pixels uh mm-hmm. because it, it can't maintain like a, just a a smooth image it'll you'll, you'll see like sort of like shapes of pixels moving around inside it and it'll it really take me out of it and i hate it and there's a little bit of that in every anything that's streamed but this movie was so bad at it that anytime there was like an over the shoulder shot of like two characters talking to each other if the character who the camera was behind had dark hair the back of their head had this effect and it was every single time it happened. And it was annoying the absolute shit out of me. And <laughs> it was really bugging me. And I don't actually think it's the movie's fault, per se, that this particular problem. This is just more of a tech issue. Uh, I don't know why this movie is so badly compressed compared to other things. Because I watched 2001 this way, you know, uh, only about five episodes ago. <laughs> and yeah. that looked pretty good. I don't know if it looked that much better than the Blu-ray that I have, to be honest. I, I, I thought, oh, I'll get 4K Dolby Vision and I'll see how it looks like this. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was any better, honestly. But uh, I do a side-by-side, admittedly. Maybe I should whack in the Blu-ray and like go back and forth. To we don't need it. to. Maybe I'll get some views. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I don't know. It was, it was, it was uh, bugging me. But there's, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff with the characters running around. And there's, like, particularly, I thought was a lot of the stuff in Antarctica, where there's, like, bridges collapsing, and there's just, like, a wall of CG ice behind them, and it just looks like, oh, this is just very CG. I can just, I can see them on, like, the one little walkway they've got built in, like, a room mm-hmm. that's nothing but green. <laughs> and all this is just kind of sh- shitty-looking CG, kind of quickly moving around. Yeah. Uh, so, it it feels a lot more generic in that sense. Uh, it does. It, it does. And... It's still more fun to watch, though. Like, like it is a. It's like the Jurassic Park sequels. Like, you're not going to get Jurassic Park again. So just sit down and enjoy the monster movie. <laughs> and sometimes you get some good ones, and sometimes I, I, you don't. I, I I do believe it was possible to do, like Godzilla again, like 2014 again. I don't know. Admittedly, yeah. A lot. Of I wonder the public... why they didn't get Gareth Edwards. Well, I guess because it didn't do so well. Well, no, I, I think it was more that he, he was doing Star Wars. It was probably more the reason yeah but i i do think that you could have done done that again i I think maybe because people complained that there wasn't enough godzilla in the first one it maybe steered them in a different direction or (sighs) those people are so wrong or it's just a different director (laughs) different styles whatever but um i i do think it is possible but it is kind of how you look i i do look at it though i look at godzilla 2014 as kind of the special one where it feels like it gives this uh, this aura to Godzilla and everything around him, and feels like these titans have invaded the real world. This mm-hmm. one feels like a comic book movie that kind of just has its own cartoon logic, and we just kind of go along with it. And that's fine as a fun sequel, and that kind of follows. I mean, it follows the original series in a lot of ways because Godzilla right. is this masterpiece, and then. The following 27, 28 movies, there's, there's a couple of them that are kind of seriously good again to a point, but a lot of them are just kind of goofy and silly. And We just want to see monsters fight. Pretty much. Uh, so, I mean, it is what it is. I. <laughs> so, I mean, that's my main critique, though. I mean, but yeah, but the point I sort of spun out from there, though, was the everything feeling like we're in a science fiction world all of a sudden with all this tech and uh, it doesn't feel like we're in the, the real world. And, 
He said, well, after 2014, you know, the, the four years that, that, or five years that passed from 2014, the world really focused on technology that would aid them with the titans mm-hmm. that now exist. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, it's sort of like Avengers logic after Iron Man. Like, Iron Man felt very grounded, and but now it's like nanotechnology and magic's just in there now. So, whatever. Like, it's I mean, progressed at the right rate, right? I, I, won't, I won't get too spoilery, <laughs> but I mean, one division is basically confirmed there's been witches for centuries. <laughs> yeah, but who knows? Like, maybe their, their witch power came from, like, the Tesseract or something. Uh, another power stone. Who knows? Um, maybe. Uh, power stone, infinity stone, <laughs> infinity stone. Power, power stone's a power thing. stone is an infinity stone, right? Is it? Is it one of them power? That I, I, I don't know. It doesn't sound right. I, I mean, I don't know them well enough to tell you that it definitely isn't, <laughs> but it doesn't sound right. Okay, <laughs> You're, I'm probably wrong. There's the main stone, the time stone, the other ones <laughs> anyway. the red ones <laughs> um yeah um, so the uh as far as like the human characters go if you wanted to talk about that still like um i, I think i want to talk about the returning characters first okay sure uh first but mainly because i think sarazawa is probably still the best one uh for the most part mm-hmm. He's the only one that I really cared that much about. Uh, I actually completely forgot that David Strathern came back as the Admiral. Uh, so we still had that yeah, connection. Yeah, it's pretty brief. He's, he's only got a couple of quick scenes, but they do kind of establish that ongoing kind of world that he's still there. Um, I think spe- he got a promotion. Spe- speaking of brief scenes, though, uh, uh, Miles Dyson shows up for one very I quick know. scene. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Miles Dyson! <laughs> no wonder they have such future tech. <laughs> <laughs> he's been cooking it all up at Cyberdyne uh, <laughs> so that's the but I, I wanted to specifically talk about I, and we'll go more into what happens with these characters as it goes on but the first time we see them in this movie they're at a, a, like a hearing right uh, where they're, they're talking about what monarch should monarch be dissolved should it be just part of the, 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 the government or the military or, or whatever and we got to, Tom Tom Middleditch is there uh, with Sarah Zawa and Sally Hawkins' character, and they're there to argue that no, we have to like respect this. We have to study them. Uh, Godzilla's on our side. Blah 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 blah. This 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 scene, and it happens again actually after this scene. This scene committed one of my biggest pet peeves in all of movie making. I hate this so much. The, they okay. use footage from the previous movies as oh, yeah. fo- as footage they have. Like, no. camera footage. Like, one of the shots they have is Kong walking away at the end of Skull Island. Who took that shot? Who took that shot? <laughs> Brie Larson did not have a video camera on her. She was rocking a stills for t- photograph camera, and it was an ancient <laughs> one at that. So don't, don't even start me. Don't even tell me, oh, it's a DSLR. It can record video. No, it can't. It's the 70s. Right, yeah. I, I I understand. It's that's, super annoying. This is so, and it made it worse at the end because it ends with a joke where Middleditch says, "Oh, because they have to run out because they hear about what's going on." And Middleditch says, "Oh, I'll leave this documentary of how mutals, uh, you know, recreate or procreate. Um, uh, just you know, hopefully this is a censored one." And it you see a bit of it in the background and it is censored, but it's one of the shots from Godzilla twenty fourteen. It's just when the mutals yeah. are like giving each other the nuke, and I'm yeah. like. I recognize this shot. This is not funny because I know what's happening behind the pixels. Right, right. 
<laughs> so this was all so and do you know what one of the things that i did not notice in this scene uh when i saw it because obviously i hadn't just watched kong but they actually bring up the lion and the mouse thing in this scene they actually bring that up right. in conversation which I, gave me a chuckle a little bit yeah i said the lion and the mouse or the scorpion and the frog which is a similar mm. but story with a different ending yes uh so and I, I get i mean I, I don't dislike it i mean like, okay it kind of ties it a little bit thematically to kong right yeah so but yeah. It, it does take you out of the film does it did it bother you <laughs> <laughs> the genital scene with the genitals blurred no no, no, I, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm just talking about the reference to the, the mouse and the lion oh yeah the genitals thing's terrible yes that takes yeah, me out of the film yeah. yes no i'm saying like whenever they use footage from yes, yeah, yes, yes. from previous films or like star trek is also which actually I'll, <laughs> does I'll, this a lot too <laughs> i'm going to tie in a later scene here because this is a this this, this leads naturally into it and this is even worse so later on and we'll, we'll talk about the characters later but later on when vera <laughs> formiga is explaining her diabolical plan and i say diabolical it's more misguided eco warrior terrorism is what <laughs> yes. they're called yeah um but when she's explaining her master plan she has b-roll <laughs> she has b-roll yeah. that pops up and there's footage of muto and like like uh pollution and stuff and i'm like wait have you got that queued up did you press a button to initiate some b-roll for this little speech you're giving them over skype yep <laughs> that's, that's that bothers me so much it's so stupid <laughs> And yeah, it's supposed to be an impulse call to her, you know, her husband and oh, stuff. But yeah, it, it bugs me so much. And because I mean, also, I mean, this is an even better movie. Obviously, Logan, very good film. But Logan mm-hmm. actually commits this as well, where there's like a they find like footage it's of like the, the hidden lab that the X twenty three came from, and it's been left on like a thumbstick. And it was basically just like something that the the woman who snuck her out left for Logan to or whoever was going to find her to know what where she came from and what was going on but it's like all edited with cuts and stuff and i'm like what well, did she sit down with premiere and like put this little package together mm-hmm. it's not just a, like one shot that she captured in the corner it's not no, no. Yeah. it's the security guy was just really good at editing <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i just so it's still kind of a pet peeve but th- this one felt even worse because it was like live and just no i got b-roll right <laughs> and it would be fine if it was just for us like see if it just cut to these shots for us but you see it on their screens like they're seeing these images on their monitors i don't like, pretty egregious what <laughs> okay that's my rant about that but uh so sarah zawa is still pretty good um we are probably gonna get a little spoiler from this point on just a warning you know uh yeah he's definitely the best actor right so he's always going to be a little bit better than everyone else I think so. I think there's, you know, there's a lot of references. Uh, I, I do appreciate how this film tries to tie in a lot of mythology. Uh, it remixes it a little bit. Uh, but of course, the idea that Serizawa, in the original film, of course, went down with the oxygen destroyer uh, to kill Godzilla. I love the, the, the parallel of this where Serizawa sacrifices himself to go down and save Godzilla with a nuclear bomb. There's a right. wonderful uh mirroring of that which i think is wonderful and, and even the fact that they have the auction destroyer in this as well obviously it's a nice touch <laughs> uh, but it doesn't turn godzilla into a skeleton no no it just just weakens <laughs> him so he, so he can be revived later but um that stuff is great and again it's, it's very sci-fi he's got this little, little mini submarine that he's in a little pod mm-hmm. 
And it's like, yeah, this is kind of silly. But I'm t- I'm invested in Godzilla being revived. So and I, I like Sarazawa enough that I'm on board. I'm like, yes, yeah, we, yeah. we could do all this. Uh, but yeah, says so that uh, Sally Hawkins gets the early sequel death. One of the tropes that I'm not a big huge fan of in cinema, which is you take a character from the first one and you kill them, and it's it's actually like 40 minutes in if you actually look at the time, but it feels quite early. Yeah, but it's like one of the first uh, attack scenes. I mean, I guess Mothra happens first, but she doesn't really attack anybody. I don't think people die from that one. At least not from not from Mothra. because of Mothra. Yeah, other people die. So, but not from Mothra. <laughs> so her death is like one of the first death from monster. And that's the one that we were referring to earlier, which is like blinking. In fact, not even blinking, you'll miss it. You, even if you're watching, you may miss it. <laughs> yeah, she, you hear a little. Ah! Like, well, it's a woman's voice. Who was that? Yeah. <laughs> and then you see her picture, like, with uh, Sarazawa, like, all upset over it. Well, so, it, like, it, oh, it, I guess she's gone. <laughs> specifically, it says deceased next to her foe, which is the thing. Because right. that was the. Which I, I needed. I mean, yeah. <laughs> even on the second viewing, I forgot. I, 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 I want to. I, I actually does kind of feel like a bit of a, uh, a band aid. It feels like they watched the, the cut and went, I think we should add the word deceased to that screen. When Sarazawa is looking at it, because I don't think it's clear that she's dead. Uh, and if, if they're having to fix things like that, it feels quite sloppy. It feels like, oh, mm-hmm. the the scene that they planned for her death obviously didn't make it as clear as they obviously wanted it to. And, uh, you know, we have that problem. Um, I mean, that's basically it for returning characters, uh, I yeah. guess. Uh, Bradley Whitford, let's, let's talk about Bradley Whitford. Uh, oh, I'm saving the family <laughs> for last. I want to get through all the other. Okay. Characters. Oh my god. <laughs> he's still worse than this. And I do I agree. Like he's a good actor. I, I really uh, like yeah. I really like Bradley Woodford. Ca- Cabin in the films. Woods, Get Out, obviously two more recent ish films that he's wonderful mm-hmm. in. But he's wonderful in tons of stuff. And I want to like him so much in this, but he's do you know what? There's a couple of points where he has like one-liners that they don't even let you hear. You just sort of hear him speak under the sound mix, and you can't even make yeah. out what he's saying. It's like even the, even the movies try to quiet him down a little bit. <laughs> and I do think he's he's fine. Like when it comes to comedy, I think he's a good comedic actor. Mm-hmm. I think I think the comedy's just not really not that good in this. And I bet a lot of it is improvised. Uh, possibly because um, he's what... a pretty funny guy I've seen him on like talk shows and stuff and he is funny but he's uh yeah his 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 character is the worst like he always has the wrong attitude for the job he has um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um he's it, it just comes off very unnatural uh, there's one line he has I like where he refers to um the Ghidorah as Larry Curly and Moe just because they are very Three Stooges-esque when you first meet them. <laughs> so I like that I like that they acknowledge that because that was what I was thinking when I saw Ghidorah. Yeah. But that's it. That's really what I <laughs> chuckled at. <laughs> yeah. And he's just kind of the leader of all these, like, this team that are on the bridge of this ship. Uh, the, probably the next most notable one is uh, an actress who I really like, actually, who I don't typically see in American films, is uh, Zi Zhang, who I love from Hero and uh, films that Zhang uh, Yimou made. Am I saying that name right? I think I am. Uh, you know, the director of Hero and director of uh, Raise the Red Lantern and stuff. That House of, uh, House of Flying Daggers, which uh, Zhang Ziyi was also in. Um, she's in this, and she actually... There's a, so almost like a mini twist uh, where... Mm. 
at one point, because because Mothra wakes up at the start, but Mothra's not actually, she's, you know, she's not the not got the wings or anything yet. She's still got to get a cocoon and, uh, you know, hatch and whatnot. Is, is it even hatching? She's the big bug. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it hatching? She, when, when yeah, they refer to her as being in her larva state still. Yes. Uh, and when a when a bug that's uh, oh, it's not a bug type, I suppose, but when when a larva like is that is that still referred to as hatching when that ends? Yeah, because they go from yeah, okay. they go from an egg to larva to cocoon, or a larva to like I guess like caterpillar or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to right. cocoon to so, butterfly. So we've had her on the ship, uh, like being there, and it's like okay, neat. we have we have a, a well known actor. Um, but there's kind of a reveal later on where at the site, and this is where we see Miles Dice and Joe Martin is there. But there's like, sh- a, like, obviously not her, but t- what turns out to be her sister with a different haircut is there. It's like, oh, there's two of them. And obviously, knowing enough of this mythology, where I'm like, wait, wait, two sisters <laughs> related to Mothra, and they don't quite do the thing, because uh, obviously Mothra typically in the, the classic Godzilla movies and in Mothra. As you have Mothra comes from this island, and there's these two little tiny women sisters who sing the song and kind of speak on Mothra's behalf. It's not that. It's kind of a cute little thing where eventually she gives some exposition that basically her family, like, there's always twins. Like, we see her, like, her grandmother and her sister. Yeah, she's like third generation working for Monarch. Yeah. And, like, her mother and her. This is weird to say because obviously only one of the, the twins previously gave birth to these two twins but you know what i mean like <laughs> we see like two sets of women in every photo uh yeah. in the, the family tree um and it's like, oh, okay so this is a cute way of kind of like bringing that into this a little bit uh, but they're not tiny i mean they're small women but like they're regular not. small <laughs> though <laughs> they're regular small they're not honey i shrunk the kids uh no. <laughs> small okay. uh I, I thought this was a, a neat attempt of having like a, a sort of a nod to that that side of things yeah i'm sure some people were watching the movie like but where are the twins if mothra's there where are the twins so we get twins just not the same yeah so it was just a neat way of bringing it in i thought i I, I was cute yeah i think that coming into it the auction destroyer and then obviously i love the almost the, the nudge wink wink of calling Ghidorah at first monster zero because that was the the american version i think was they called him monster zero Mm. And then he's you know, an alien, right? He is an in, alien in and the that, in that movie. Well, he's an alien in this movie as well. Yeah, but he's like he's always been an alien. He's always yeah, he's always been an alien. That was a, the one of the best sequels to the original Godzilla is Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, which is like the fourth or fifth one. Um, mm-hmm. And it talks about how this threat's coming from is it Jupiter? I think I think they say it's Jupiter in that movie, if I remember right. But uh, the idea that this, you know, alien race is, is sending down Ghidorah, and Ghidorah is this threat that finally, because that that's the that's the first movie where Godzilla becomes a good guy. If you because the what the previous ones, Mothra versus Godzilla, and Mothra's the the good guy or good lady, <laughs> but yeah. uh, Godzilla's the villain in that movie. It's it's Ghidorah who's like, no, no, he's so bad that Godzilla, Rodan, and Mothra have to team up and take him on, and that that's like setting up the big threat. one for each head, one for each head, um. So, I I actually kind of got excited here when they, they they flat out said because obviously in this movie they say oh titans are all these ancient beings they roamed the earth before we did and they're all hiding underground blah blah blah, but they say that we assumed that Monster Zero was just one of them, but myth and legend says that it came from the stars that it fell from the sky and it's not mm-hmm. from 
it's not natural to our world so that's why it's so adverse to Godzilla and why it's kind of taking over and upsetting the natural order of the Titans because it isn't actually one of them um so uh and I, I like all this stuff because it gives it enough character and enough you know reason yeah for I think each there's other. a lot of like yeah wink wink nudge nudge nods to the <laughs> nods to the original films that you know will make fans happy and maybe make the international audience happy as well yeah and i, I don't think it's just wink wink nudge nudge for no reason though because at least here i feel like this is still giving a reason why he's different so it still has a purpose in the mm-hmm. movie it's not just a reference for reference sake yeah, and if we wanted to, like, talk about the villains, obviously, you know, Vera Farmiga has, it turns out to be a villain in, in of sorts. She has, I would say, maybe good intentions, but they didn't account for the alien aspect of Ghidorah. Yeah, but I, the, the main villain is Charles Dance, which is easy to forget because <laughs> he disappears for a long time. <laughs> he does. And he doesn't really have any agency. He's just kind of there helping Vera Farmiga. And it's not until the post credit scene, which I'll be honest, I forgot what the post credit scene was in this movie. Uh, yeah. To the point where I was letting the credits play and I'm like, what's that one at the end of this? I can't even remember. And then it obviously I can't remember scene. either. Uh, but <laughs> he, he's... I assume he must be back for Godzilla vs. Kong. Unless this was setting up something they might do after that, which obviously isn't going to happen now. But uh, you would hope this is leading into... I don't know. Like, Yeah, I'm not sure. It, it seems to be setting up like Ghidorah will be back, but anyway. Oh my god. It's oh, I just want to say right now, if we get Mecha King Ghidorah, I will be so happy. Is that a thing? <laughs> oh, it's so it's a thing. We're we're uh <laughs> it's, I remember it's one head or two heads or mechs, but the, the other one isn't. It's it's not like Godzilla where it's a completely different thing. It's like Ghidorah's been like it's like a cyborg Ghidorah where parts of them are mech and parts aren't. <laughs> It's wonderful. Well, maybe Miles Dyson will be back then. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, people, I don't think people love that. It's one of the early 90s movies, I think, that did that. But I, I love mm-hmm. that one. I, it's so batshit insane. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it's very popular um, overseas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Charles Dance, like, is always evil. Like, to the point where every time you see him, like, He's a, he's called an eco-terrorist um, because he's doing this for the good of the world. Like they think, look, humans had their chance and we screwed it up. So we're going to restore balance by unleashing all the monsters so that we, I mean, we won't even have enough time to rebuild cities before they get destroyed. So we can't pollute anything anymore, right? So <laughs> that's well, one way to fix it, well, I guess. Specifically, she points out that uh, after San Francisco, that basically the radiation brought life back like then right. all of a sudden it was like rich with life and greenery and animals and i'm not sure how radiation accomplished that i feel like radiation is kind of <laughs> detrimental to life normally but i mean whatever movie logic well i mean the sun is radiation so okay. maybe it's a different uh, type of radiation godzilla's good radiation i got you yeah is good radiation <laughs> is that not that bad radiation, not that Chernobyl kind. That's a good right. <laughs> I don't know. Well, even like in Chernobyl, like wildlife is doing really well, but it's only because humans have abandoned it, and wildlife yeah. don't know any better. Yeah, I, I always <laughs> assume that's just because the area has been abandoned for decades, so wildlife has mm-hmm. taken over again. Um, yeah, uh, well, but like when you see Charles dance, like he has this, like I'm, I'm here. He's like the Lorax. I'm here. I'm fighting for the trees and stuff like that. Except 
he's he's Charles Dance, so you don't he's evil. <laughs> Charles Dance will always be the first thing that I ever saw him in, and that is the villain in Last Action Hero. I will always right? he'll always be the he guy used with to have the one like eye. a smiley face eyeball yeah. or something. He'll always be the guy with the, the the glass eye from Last Action Hero to me. Well, I think I mean most people know him as uh, the Lannister father um, from Game of Thrones. <laughs> hey, you recognized the name Lannister before I said Game of Thrones, so. <laughs> oh, because I've heard people. I, I know Lannister because it, it was a huge show, and I, he was like a big evil character in that show. Of course, he was evil. I mean, he's not really evil in Alien Three. Sure, that's like the only thing where he's good. I was going to say the name of the main family. I was going to say that's the two names I know, but I've actually, I can't, I can't think of it. Yeah, right. I can't. Well, what's the main family? What's, what's Jon Snow from? What's his family? The Starks. The Starks, that's it. <laughs> Stupid show. Um, so here's the, here's the thing I have a problem with. Or it's not a problem per se, but it, something that just kind of murkies anything with Vera Farmiga. Right, once you realize, once it's revealed that she's kind of working with these, because at first everyone thinks they're kidnapped, that they've been kidnapped by these terrorists. And it turns out yeah. that, no, this was something she planned with them, and she's in this, blah, blah, blah. But the big problem I have with this is that, regardless of her noble intentions, perhaps, she openly, like, works with these people and presumably gives them the access to get into, like, the, the base at the start where they're, they're waking up Mothra. They come in and just kill everyone who works there that aren't her or daughter. Right. Like, they're just murdering people left and right. So, the, there's no, like, shades She's of gray here. She's kind of a murderer, here. yeah. Yeah, there's no shades <laughs> of gray here. Like, even if you don't count the people who have died from the monsters, which you should, <laughs> let me make that clear, right. thousands if not millions of people have died because of what she's done. Even before that, she let colleagues be shot to death. Right. <laughs> And her kid was supposed to be in that room too, so who knows? Like, it, like she puts, she clearly puts her kid in danger all yeah. the time. I love how we've, we've been talking now for like over half an hour, or even longer than that, uh, and we've not even mentioned Millie Bobby Brown <laughs> as the as the kid, <laughs> who like is fine in this movie, obviously. But I think I was expecting something different from her when I saw the trailers. I was expecting, oh, this is the kid, kind of almost Jurassic Park style. This is the kid who's going to like be kind of smart, but she's going to end up on her own. And because there's, there's that shot from the trailer where she's in the rain and she's turning and looking at Godzilla and she's smirking like, yeah, my boy's here and it's going to kick Ghidorah's ass, right? Mm -hmm. And it, that moment is in the movie and it is a good moment, but I was expecting there to be more of her and for her, almost for her to be, I don't want to say the protagonist per se, but to, for her to have like a constant plot throughout the movie. But for so much of the movie, she's just kind of with Formiga and the eco-terrorists. She's just kind of there. Yeah. And she doesn't really have much of a plot until very 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 late on she's she's there so that kyle chandler has somebody to chase around yes like, that's my daughter i must go get her i yes. must go to where she is and she's going to be where the orca is so well, you have to I, I think oh, Tatara, okay. explain what the orca is because you just dropped that without <laughs> the orca is the machine that vera farmiga and i guess kyle chandler also helped in create where they use sound waves from different animals to create an an alpha, which is what wakes the monsters because they respond to an alpha. So the sound waves go off and then in it attracts the big monsters because they all want to fight to be the king. Yes. I just to sort of set up this family stuff because obviously we're talking a lot about Formiga and her being the, the bad guy. Uh, we should talk about the fact that, uh, so obviously her, Kale Chandler uh, and Millie Bobby Brown are family. There was also a son 
who died in San Francisco in 2014. Which actually is kind of the first thing that stuck out to me, actually, especially in the second viewing, is the opening scene of the movie is, like, them, it's like, you know, 2014 San Francisco, and they're screaming for her son. There's a little girl playing Millie Bobby Brown, because she's maybe, like, mm-hmm. four or whatever. And, it, 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 it was, actually, not four. She'll be older than that, because Millie Bobby Brown is, like, 14 in this. But you know what I mean? <laughs> she, she's whatever age. And, you know, we see Godzilla walking past, but it's mostly them, you know, yelling out for their, their son who's been crushed by the debris or something. Yeah, and he's gone. All, all I can think watching this opening scene is how you're telling me this is San Francisco. And it's actually, there's a, there's a quick shot of it. You can see the, the guys dropping from the plane. You see the red smoke and just one wide shot. Mm-hmm. But nothing about this feels like San Francisco in the last movie to me. It feels, again, it feels like generic CG backdrop. There's just destruction. It doesn't have the, the aura, the, that dark world that we're in that it had in the, the first movie. Not enough it, dust. It feels just so disconnected uh, yeah. in my mind from it. Uh, well, it just looks different because it's a different director. Like, they're so very, they're yeah. very different in their style. Very, very different, yeah. Um, I, I would have really preferred just to find out, like, halfway through the movie. Because, like, have it been known that their son's dead, right? And that's why that's what caused the breakup of the marriage. Like, I think I'd have preferred that if, like, halfway through the movie, we found out where he just says, you know, my son died in San Francisco. And just, like, we just heard it. Like, yeah. I, I think that'd have been more effective because it'd be like, okay, this is why he hates Godzilla and Titan so much is because his son died, his young, mm-hmm. infinite, you know, like five-year-old, whatever age he was, son, died in San Francisco in 2014. That I think that's enough. Uh, I, yeah. I, so Chandler, so. like, he he's upset about it. And so he's... Uh, sorry, did I interrupt you? No. <laughs> okay. So he's upset. Like, he's he his motivation is we should kill all Titans because they kill people and people die and too many people die. My son died, but Farmiga, she wants to help Godzilla release the Titans because she wants her son's death to have meaning. I, I think Vera Farmiga is a decent actress. I think she's really terrible in this movie. I think like she's legit. Not very good. I just, I don't know if I even say she's not very good. I'd say she's just kind of phoning it in. I don't, I don't think she knows what to do as an actor in this. That Skype scene is like cringeworthy. Like it's, it's, it's real bad. It's real bad. Well, <laughs> yeah, I also like Kel Chandler in this movie either. Even though I do, I do like the, the so. There's two scenes with Kel Chandler that I like in this movie. Um, there's a scene where they're in the underwater base and they're, they're tracking Godzilla, and they see Godzilla. They open the big shutter door, and Godzilla's there, and his his back's glowing, and he's swimming. And they're saying how it's, oh, it's an intimidation tactic, but we don't think it's for us. And I always took from this scene that it's actually for Kel Chandler, because I get the impression from this movie that Godzilla knows that he doesn't like him, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I know that maybe sounds like a stretch, but I think the later scene, which I also like, which is Godzilla waking up, which is a big glorious scene, da 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 you know, the main mm-hmm. theme comes in because he, the rise of Godzilla is wonderful, it's beautiful, he, he blasts his atomic breath. He somehow breath stands up in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> into the air. <laughs> <laughs> don't ruin it with logic <laughs> he, 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 he blasts his atomic breath into the air and then you hear the Dan. do you know what I did forget about this scene though I forgot that it does a snap zoom in his face when the, the grunge you know the dark part of the theme comes in at the end you know the Dan, 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 Dan. Like, it was like a sort of snap zoom into his face and I thought and I, I kind of laughed not because it was bad but just because I'd forgotten they'd done this um, where they, but what I like it's about cool. this is that he leans in and he's looking at Kel Chan and Kel Chan says, don't move. Because that's what he was told back when he first saw Godzilla and Godzilla was acting a little intimidating in the water. And right. Godzilla looks, stares him down 
And I do, I genuinely think this moment is Godzilla saying, okay, we're cool. And that's what this, that's what this moment feels like. It's like he notices who he's looking at and he realizes that this guy has played a hand in helping him. And this yeah. is a moment of acknowledgement. And I actually kind of like that. I like that Godzilla is a bit more, not, not a relationship with the humans, but there's a little bit more of an understanding with him and the humans. Even mm-hmm. obviously Sarazawa gets his big goodbye moment with them where he sort of touches them and says goodbye. Which we have to go about that bit of mythology. The fact that there's a underground like temple or something that Godzilla lives in. Like, that's a yeah, are they implying thing. this is like Atlantis? Yeah, kind of. I don't know if it's specifically that, but yeah, I, I get that vibe. Or is it like, um, like journey to the center of the earth? Like, there's a hollow earth. There's yes. another. Like, there's civilizations. There's a lost <laughs> world underneath. What, what are you talking about, Tara? Kong explained all this hollow earth theory. The the, the one dude's paper was all about the hollow earth. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. It's all, it's all hollow earth. <laughs> <laughs> they did bring this up. To be fair. <laughs> okay so it is like so but this civilization is like maybe journey to the center of the earth sure yeah and that's where that's where the atlanteans come from and they worship godzilla and build him a temple yeah i i guess and there's paintings of him fighting Ghidorah. so he obviously if, oh because uh, presumably the last time they fought thousands and thousands if not millions of years ago uh well that can't be millions there was people around but <laughs> you know what i mean uh like thousands of years ago when they fought there wasn't any buildings right at least not in the traditional sense so all these skyscrapers they're like bumping into and like hitting each other with like that wasn't a mm-hmm. thing it would have been fighting in the mountains it would have been fighting in the the open land and stuff like that uh so mm-hmm. but yeah, maybe I, I, they fought in the hollow earth i don't know <laughs> and the, maybe they did fight in the hollow earth I, I don't know well they um, show like roman sculptures with hydra on it and stuff implying that maybe they appeared or the stories were passed down yeah yeah either way it works like i'm 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 fairly cool with it i think it's the sort of thing that yeah we, we would sort of look at drawings like this from those time periods and go yeah this is just like myth and legend this is them telling stories about things mm-hmm. you know not, or, or probably our own arrogance of like this wasn't based on something they actually saw <laughs> those primitive people <laughs> they they this is just them pie in the sky yeah, I mean, I think the Hydra, like, does grow extra heads every time you chop one off, right? Grows three more. Uh, yes. Which, Ghidorah doesn't do that. He just replaces the one that he, he loses. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's a thing. That's a thing. Um, so the, fam- the family thing is... Like, I get why they want to revolve it around the family, but the, the, the moral caring... Like, I think the idea of a father who's lost a son in a previous kaiju event his hatred of Godzilla and essentially coming to appreciate and like understand and respect Godzilla by the end of the movie is a good idea for a central arc. I think that's mm-hmm. a good idea, especially since it's someone who can play off Sarazawa, who's like completely anti-Godzilla. So, you know, I mean, Marquez, that is obviously not Sarazawa, but the idea, they, they right. oppose each other. Uh, they respect each other as people, but they oppose each other on this viewpoint. So there's, there's a solid foundation there to build upon. Obviously, I think the movie's very sloppy with it, and then you have all these extra characters who are crap. And then the morality... Because there's a point with Vera Farmiga, by the time you get to, like, the point where she's willing... Because... So what happens with the family is that uh, Eleven <laughs> runs off. Millie Bobby Brown runs off because she doesn't like what her mother's doing, and she takes the Orca, this this thing, to Fenway Park, because they're in Boston. That's, that's, that's Boston, right? 
It's the Throw Red. The I don't. I don't know the name of the stadium. It's Fenway Park. It's just the Red Sox. I'm sure it's Boston. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm glad the Scottish guy knows. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I watched Lost. Okay, the Re- that's why the Red Sox would never win the World Series. Okay, that, that was, uh, okay. I, I know Fenway Park. Right, anyway, so. She goes to Fenway Park because she wants to use their broadcasting equipment to amplify the signal of the Orca to call. Because by this point in the movie, other random muto have started popping up. In fact, we'll go back and talk about the, the openings of the other big, you know, named monsters. But uh, we're just talking about the family right now. But so this leads for a bit of a hunt where Vera Farmiga wants to go after her. So this is where she finally parts Charles Dance, who doesn't do anything else in the movie except for the post credit scene. He just disappears. Um, <laughs> very, he's evil. Yeah, very, very. And then, meanwhile, Kel Channel's off been waking up Godzilla, and he comes in and he wants to come down because he wants to find his daughter. So they end up running into each other and they try to find the daughter. So at this point in the movie, all I can think is that, well, if you find your daughter, which they eventually do in their old house because they apparently used to live in Boston, which I don't think they ever set up that they used to live in Boston <laughs> at all. Like, there's a moment where the soldier did's like, if oh, if you two were my parents, I'd run away from home too. She's at home, and I'm like. Oh, you lived in Boston then, presumably. I assume San Francisco because that's where you were when Godzilla attacked or not attacked. But you know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, all I could think at this point in the movie is like, well, she has to die because if she lives, she has to like stand trial for the deaths of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions. We don't know how many people have died, but she did all this. All of this is her fault. Yeah, there's not much of a redemption arc for her. Like, they. I mean, they try to play one, but I don't really like accepted all she really does she's is, killed a lot of people is godzilla's getting his ass kicked and she turns on the orca and basically gives herself up as bait for Ghidorah uh, to give godzilla a chance to uh, get get on his feet and fight back and mm-hmm. it, yeah it's just not enough it just kind of feels like yeah this is a character who felt distant from her introduction her motives were weird the plan was just batshit stupid like let's, let's be honest let's talk about yeah. the plan is stupid e- even if, even if her core idea was that okay a bunch of these mutal will get up these titans and godzilla will come and fix it all and be- defeat everyone so that we'll all be safe eventually and it'll like repopulate uh you know the wildlife it'll repopulate the greenery the problem <laughs> and it'll is take away some humans so we won't be overpopulated yeah <laughs> she's basically being Thanos. You're right. She, she's essentially yeah. wiping out probably half of the people on the planet during this plan. If if, if it all went to plan, it'd probably yeah. kill half the population, give or take. <laughs> I mean, they uh, there is so much destruction in the film. I know we're not quite there yet, but like, <laughs> we'll talk about when we talk about the monsters. I'm sure, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they basically level like a third of the planet of the like livable planet yes um so yeah i I mean that's basically it for them uh so weird choices weird things i I think Mm -hmm. again the core idea of a parent doesn't have to be a dad could be a mom whatever doesn't really matter but a parent who's lost their kid and in a previous godzilla attack but learning to respect that godzilla is ultimately there for good and kind of like that's a, a solid idea for right. all our and i like i like the link that he has to like what he does for work like he 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 studies wildlife he studies mm-hmm. wolves and like people who do that do have a respect to, to for nature like they like like people who get you know attacked by a shark they never blame the shark you know they always blame themselves for being in the shark's territory so like it's i think he also has that just basic understanding like 
this is not this is not our world so like he, eventually he just accepts that like this is just uh this is you know we got caught in the wake of godzilla while he was trying to save us yeah or, or more specifically not just our world because i think sarazawa's whole thing in this movie he makes a few speeches about how no we have to learn to live with the titans it's not about us defeating them or them defeating us it's about coexisting peacefully uh yeah so and yeah. no more skyscrapers that's a waste of materials <laughs> all those high-rise apartments are going to be worth nothing everyone's gonna to be too scared yeah everyone should be close to ground you have to be yeah, close to ground easy to evacuate <laughs> i mean honestly i mean i won't go into a tangent here but i do actually think some of the taller buildings that exist are kind of like just asking for trouble in some ways i'm like this doesn't like what about this is safe? I, just, yeah, I, I mean, after 9-11, like, how can you not think that? Even, even <laughs> right? before that, I felt squeamish about really tall skyscrapers. Uh, but, yes, after 9-11, yeah, I mean... Like, it's just hard not to imagine being trapped if there's something wrong or a fire or something. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well. Uh, basically, if, if it's too tall that the, the fire truck ladder can't get up to that window... I don't really want to be living above there. <laughs> like, that's the limit. That's where this is. But the view, you know, damn. <laughs> that's the limit of where I want to go. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> is it too too much of a a burden to insist that every window on a skyscraper has you know those big inflatable shoots that come out of a plane when they have a emergency landing? Like every window <laughs> because... has one of them <laughs> that comes down. Yeah, I don't know if that would work. It gets windy up there. <laughs> Um, yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, monsters. Do we talk about monsters then? About some of the yeah. shenanigans with the monsters. Um. So. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, the introductions, the fights. Uh, introductions are probably a good place to start. Introductions usually are. Uh, what? What do you? What, what do you make of Mothra? Let's start with Mothra. Mothra, I think Mothra, she really comes off as the the weakest of the monsters um, because she has a huge vulnerability, which is her wings. Like, I know mm. they are like, um, they're, they're not like a real moth where they're basically paper thin. But she, like, I, I don't, e even when the movie was coming out, I, I couldn't imagine how Mothra could be essential to a fight against Ghidorah or Rodan. Who, Rodan looks like he's made of rock. <laughs> and Ghidorah <laughs> is just enormous but she's there as like an assistant for Godzilla like she's there just with the assist and they have some sort of symbiotic relationship that yeah. that kind of makes her presence like worth it you know and she has I mean she's beautiful in the movie like she has some really spectacular I, moments I when the wings first come out um, yeah the wings first coming out is great I love because there's a moment where Kel Chandler's going to leave the rest of the, the, the humans. Mm -hmm. He's going to abandon them. And because they think Godzilla's dead, this is after the military have used the auction destroyer, which, by the way, Ghidorah gets away and Godzilla's the only one who's hit by it. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. good job. Good job, military. He did a great job for that. Um, the one that was trying to help you is the only one who got, got hurt. But... Yep. Um... Kel Chandler's going to leave and there's this moment where he's sitting, he's sitting on the chopper waiting for it to take off and then you just see the colors come in and you see them coming it's, it's, it's almost like the sun right. shining she, through Mothra's she has wings. like her own way of yeah of like giving off light and i, I guess it's radiation that assists with godzilla 
and I think I think she's never looked better, honestly. Like, especially in the version of Mothra that we watched. I don't know about Mothra and Godzilla film, but she looked pretty silly in, in the original oh, Mothra she's, movie. She's, she's pretty similar in the, the when she shows up in the Godzilla movies. Uh, right. Well, <laughs> I think what I like she's about, definitely never looked better. I think what I like about her showing up there, though, it, obviously it's pretty, and it's pretty again when she shows up in the final fight. But I like that, again, she's there to actually basically tell the humans, no, Godzilla can be saved. Go wake him up. Mm-hmm. Like, she, that, that's where they get this idea from. It's her. She almost has, like, a maternal relationship with Godzilla. It, yes. it comes off as, like, we know it's a female, so maybe it's just, like, something is love. Like, there's some sort of love there. But yeah. I, I enjoy it. Like, she shows up, and, yeah, it's she's, like, uh, giving off this light, this glow, like an angel in the in the clouds and stuff and the clouds separate with her wings and she's revealed and um she's there to help revive godzilla or she's trying to find him and yeah and, and the music does use the theme it uses the the mother song so you hear it's, it's almost like a, a vocal uh that comes in that kind of chants it into and it, yeah. but, it, but it, it blends seamlessly into the score and it sounds really good uh, her fight with rodan i think is is fun to watch um it seems a little bit like, how the hell are you going to get out of this one? Because he is, Rodan is definitely like, that's the Apollo Creed, you know? He's, <laughs> he's bigger. Yeah. He, yeah, he's, he's definitely bigger. Uh, Rodan's introduction is great, though, because Ghidorah wakes him up. Or, no, actually, no, it's mm-hmm. the humans who wake him up because they use Dorka. Uh, and, but no, what, it's Ghidorah wakes up Rodan. Is it, is it Ghidorah? No, I it's not. So. It's not. The humans wake, wake Rodan up. Uh, Ghidorah just comes because he also hears the orca. He, he's like coming to the same place because remember he's in the storm. He creates like a, a storm around him that's constantly yeah. moving. Ghidorah's. I, I think Ghidorah's design is. I'm sure you're gonna wait for to talk about it, but um, like I love that he's so big and his wings are so massive that he changes the climate as he moves oh, around. Yeah. Like everyone thinks that he goes to like this tropical storm to hide, but no, he is the tropical storm. <laughs> no, he creates it. That, that yellow lightning's in the storm as well is obviously coming from him as well. Right, uh, yeah. Uh, now, Rodan, because his introduction, I remember in the trailer just being wowed. There's like a shot of like, it's like, you just see his like shadow flying overhead, but the, the wind from his like wings flying overhead just like knocks over all these houses. Like just yeah. the wind from it just knocks everything over. Yeah, he's like a hurricane coming through. Uh, yeah, and he, I love that. I love that force great. of nature feel to it. Uh, being birthed out of a volcano too like that's where he was hiding resting this whole time uh, which is actually that's just uh, old school Rodan he's always came from a volcano I think mm. but as far as I know um, like I say though yeah I don't I don't know anything about Ghidorah or Rodan before this film the music for Rodan is interesting because there's a sort of sharp like bit of brass when he appears and that sharp bit of brass is from the Rodan theme it sounds like it's emulating Rodan but it never actually goes into the it's weird to say melody because melody sounds like a nice word, and Rodan's theme is kind of nasty sounding. It's kind of like na 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 na. I can't even do it. I doesn't sound like I like it, but Godzilla. Uh, well, I don't recognize it. Godzilla fans will, will know the, the theme, uh, and it, it was almost a little frustrating that it would do the little horn bit and then didn't go into the actual melody because I'm like, oh, I, I, I kept feeling like it was going to. <laughs> but maybe maybe it's such a distinct theme that they didn't want it to overshadow <laughs> the rest of the. Maybe like, Bear was happening. just like, it's just not a good song. <laughs> oh, we can't just, do it. It's uh, not going to work. I'm going to have to link you on YouTube uh, after <laughs> we're done, so you can hear what the the Rodan theme sounds like. Okay. Um, 
so no, Antonio's great. I love that the, the the bottom of his wings are kind of on fire all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a neat touch. But yeah, he's huge. Uh, but one of my favorite shots in the whole movie probably is it's after Rodan wakes up, and this this leads to eventually the Oxen Destroyer uh, with Ghidorah fighting Godzilla, and they end up fight because you know because Ghidorah picks him up. They're fighting in the sky, blah blah. blah. But one of my favorite shots is Rodan's claw coming for the ship, the 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 the, 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 the big fancy spaceship jet that they're in. Mm-hmm. Like his claws are coming for it, and it's they're, they're just so huge because we've seen how big this this ship is. Yeah, uh, it's just it's coming in, and uh, obviously things change because uh, other monsters get involved. But uh, it's it's a yeah, really our heroes are okay. Yes, <laughs> but but it's it's a it's a, it's a glorious visual. Uh, I think, sure. yeah, I think honestly, Rodan has the best intro in in the film because we get to see him just not even like purposely destroy a city, like he's just passing through, and but, the city is just demolished. We should mention that Godzilla does have a little bit of the the two thousand one music is in there a little bit. It's not used a lot, but there is a little bit of it the first time he pops up. Uh, I didn't notice. No, it is there. It is there. Uh, and then sort of the chanting that accompanies the main theme later is there too. Uh, mm-hmm. The first time he pops up in Antarctica, though, because uh, obviously Ghidorah's woken up uh, by the humans, by the eco-terrorists, and the the humans are like, oh, yeah. In fact, the, the one F-bomb in this actually made me chuckle a little bit. It's, it's, I mean, the character's not that funny, but the soldier just sort of looks up, sees Ghidorah, says, oh, we, we're effed. <laughs> like, we're, we're done. <laughs> but... You know, basically, just as he's about to kill everyone, he's already killed a lot because it was Ghidorah that kills uh, Sally Hawkins. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we hear just a little bit of it, but you, you do get that that first part, the da 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 da. You know, when Godzilla first appears, and yeah, we we, we get a fight with them at the the, the end of Act One, essentially, uh, in Antarctica, where. Godzilla doesn't get completely beat. I actually remembered some things out of order. I thought that this it, it was in this fight that he bites off one of the heads. But it's not. It's actually the fight uh, just before the auction destroyer where Ghidorah gets it's, a head it's, off. Yeah, it's at the island where Rodan is. Yeah. Because uh, that's it, where we see it at the end, end of credits also. Yeah, and then, then of course you see uh, the, the, the one grow uh, afterwards when... No, yeah, no. Ghidorah's on the volcano and it grows back. <laughs> yes, and then Ghidorah, you know, roars, spreads his wings. It's like, oh, now he's in charge because Godzilla's gone. Uh, yeah. And then that's when all the other Mutos are in the world, which all the rest of them, by the way, are all generic. They're not real, like, from Godzilla movies. I think, yeah, there's another there's another Muto from the we first do, one. We do see a Muto from the first movie at the end. But all on that, mm-hmm. it's like it's like a big spider. There's a big, like, woolly mammoth, mammoth one. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple of generic It's like a mammoth things. gorilla mammoth thing. Yeah, uh, is it maybe it's in like Destroy All Monsters? Maybe another, another like Honda film. That's not a Godzilla film. I don't know, or maybe they're just generic like Spider Crab. Destroy All Monsters is a Godzilla film. Oh, I thought there was another. Well, he did another one with like giant people. Maybe they fucked you. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that's just generic. I mean, technically there was a big spider in one of the Godzilla movies, but I don't necessarily think the spider we see in this is meant to be that spider. I think it's just generic other things. Uh, I like the mammoth. Yeah. I mean, they're fine. They're, they're kind of just there to serve a, a plot beat for the Kong's ending. not there. They acknowledge that Kong is, like, one that they're monitoring, but he doesn't show up. Well, Kong's he a Skull Island. Yeah, he's, he's Skull Island. He's, he's, he's away. He's... 
He's busy. <laughs> he doesn't want to take the trip. Yeah. Like, you know what? You could be king. I'm king on this island. I'll stay here. <laughs> Too much. He's not up for the swim. He's not up for the swim. That's just all it is. Uh, yeah. But no, so, so you had a big fight in Antarctica. Uh, you have the fight that ends with the Auction Destroyer. Um, and there's some good stuff in those moments. Uh, I do I love like... I do love that in the uh, Antarctica fight, it really sets... I mean, it's, there's a couple of things it does here. One, when you see the big wide shot of them looking at each other, you see how Beautiful. much bigger... You see how much bigger, bigger Ghidorah is. And that... Mm-hmm. And we know how big Godzilla is, so... Because, I mean, the opening time we see Godzilla in 2014 was the foot coming in and showed it showed you how small the Muto was. Here, <laughs> Godzilla is not as tall as Ghidorah, and Ghidorah looks huge. You have that. I also love that he tries to use his atomic breath, has one big secret yeah, weapon. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I love that he starts with the atomic breath, like, basically starts with it. Like, the first time they're fighting, it's not that far into the fight where Godzilla's just like, I'm just going to atomic blast you because that's my big weapon. And it doesn't work. Yeah. And basically, it just dodges. Ghidorah dodges. And it's, and I like it, well, but it's not just that he dodges. It's not just like, okay, you could have a fight. Let's say you're having a fight with two humans, right? And you set up the go back to boxing, right? Just go back to Rocky. Like, so, sure. oh, so that that's the opponent's really good at dodging, and you set that up as oh, that's his big thing. This guy's really sly, so Rocky's really gonna have to change up his the style. What I like about it here, specifically to the monsters, is that it's not that he's sly; it's that the three heads are all sort of skinny, and he can just it, all it, all Ghidorah really does is just sort of go weep. It just moves his two necks, yeah. and the, the blast <laughs> just misses him. I mean, he gets hit in the chest once, and it it hurts him, like it knocks him back, but it doesn't actually. Yeah kill him like it does the the mutos well yeah it does the thing where it, it sets up that Ghidorah is potentially tougher but it, it doesn't do it in a way where Godzilla is just completely useless the first time like it does mm-hmm. feel like oh I mean in a fair fight like Godzilla might win this but he gets his ass kicked here in this particular case uh, yeah but there's some fun stuff and he doesn't on. have the assistance of the humans the humans are always interfering so it makes Godzilla lose <laughs> it's the humans times. fault I, I, I concur yes I, I yeah. agree with that uh, but then you get to obviously Godzilla has to be woken up. Uh, great big scene which you mentioned, and then when we get to the final fight, uh, I, I I do appreciate because we've com- we've complained like two movies in a row now about the sneakiness, and I'm not saying there's no sneakiness <laughs> in this, but I do appreciate that when so Millie Bobby Brown turns on the Arca that attracts Ghidorah to Fenway Park. And there's a fun little sequence of her running from it, and she gets cornered basically. And all three heads are the, the lightning's getting ready to go, and it's, you know, right about to blast her. I do appreciate a couple of things here. One, this could have very easily been just the same scene as when Godzilla uses atomic breath to save Aaron Taylor Johnson in the first movie. It does the different thing here, uh, where when he does use his atomic breath to like break up a moment, it just hits the, you know, the atomic breath just hits the Ghidorah or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. that's the moment, but here specifically, this is the moment where she turns around in the rain. Is that you actually hear some footsteps? You hear some thumping, and that makes her turn around. I'm like, see, none of that sneaky garbage. <laughs> like, <laughs> she at least hears some footsteps, <laughs> right? So, and Ghidorah can't sneak up on people because he changes the weather. <laughs> exactly. Actually, one of my favorite moments in the, the of the, I don't know I don't know if it's the, the fight in the the Boston at the end or the fight in the middle, but. Uh, there's a moment where Ghidorah, one of his heads, like, bites, like, a power station and, like, mm-hmm. starts charging himself up as he's yeah. holding Godzilla. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> this is glorious. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, that's why I'm always going to like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's because of the monster fights. They're, they're really quite excellent, I think. I mean, even though they are very blockbuster and silly, I still... They're fun. They're so much fun to watch. Yeah. And... Like, obviously, I'm always going to wish for the the fine dining of the <laughs> of the of the, the first movie but that does not mean that i'm not going to enjoy the cheeseburger that mm-hmm. the, the monster I fight is here this is the movie that people were asking for for the godzilla 2014 so if you didn't like this one then you wouldn't have liked the 2014 version either yeah no absolutely uh so obviously Ghidorah is kind of winning at one point uh and mothra shows up to with the assist and actually spider-man's two of the heads to a building uh mm-hmm. which is delightful and like one of the, the head that's free he's trying to like pick apart the webbing uh, right <laughs> but then rodan shows up to take on mothra as an ally to Ghidorah. so we get the uh, just as you said earlier the mothra versus rodan fight in the sky which is, is which seems cool. unfair <laughs> hey mothra does pretty well and actually wins mothra stab it doesn't kill rodan but mothra does stab rodan through the chest with uh, yeah. the stinger or whatever it is yeah, she stings him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's pretty neat. So call it a couple of great moments uh, in the fights, though. Um, so one of the things that they set up is that because of uh, what Sarazawa did with the nuke to wake up Godzilla, it's actually kind of supercharged them. Um, and I do appreciate, though, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that this was like a one-time thing. Like, it's not like a new power that he has. It's like, no, he's, he's sort of building up and he's going to explode once. It's not like... It's not like now that he's got this bubble of energy that he can do just whenever he wants now. That, he just had so much radiation at yeah. one time that yeah, he's gotta he's gotta like exhaust a bit. Because when he gets back, it's, it's after uh, Vera Farmiga sort of distracts Ghidorah for a bit. Uh, because Ghidorah, because when Godzilla goes down, Ghidorah kills Mothra. That that happens in this movie. Yeah, it's super sad. It like, is sad. Like Mothra. Yes. Maybe there's like a maybe she's like a phoenix. Or maybe there will be another Mothra. Uh, oh, she is. I mean, she's Ma- cocooned once. I mean, this, this shows that you've not watched a lot of the other Godzilla movies, but Mothra always comes back. There's always a new Mothra. Okay. There's always a new Mothra. <laughs> well, I mean, she started off as an egg, so there had to have been one before her. Yes. Uh, Mothra dies and then there's a new Mothra or comes back, technically. I, I, I can't remember the exact technical distinction, but there's always another Mothra. There's always another Mothra. So I I do love that after the big boom happens. So because Godzilla's already kind of won, he kind of puts his foot on Ghidorah's chest and like crushes, mm-hmm. and it's like satisfying. It's like yeah, uh, because the 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 atomic bubbles already kind of like burned off his wings. Like the wings kind of get eviscerated in the atomic like explosion. <laughs> yeah. uh, but maybe my favorite, not my favorite shot, but my favorite fighting moment is, and it, this is a great fake out. Where the smoke clears after the, the proper atomic explosion, and it's Ghidorah's head. Like, oh no, Ghidorah's still alive. Somehow Ghidorah's still alive. And then the smoke <laughs> clears, and it's actually just what's left of Ghidorah's head in Godzilla's mouth, just like struggling to get out. And then Godzilla <laughs> uses his atomic breath and, and, and eviscerates this entire head from inside of his mouth, and just it just it melts. And my favorite yeah. part of this, and I don't I don't know if I noticed this the first time I saw it, but after the Ghidorah head's gone and Godzilla's won. There's a little yellow spark of lightning in, G- in Godzilla's mouth. It's almost like right. a little bit of bad breath after he's like had a snack. Like he still tastes a, <laughs> a little, little bit of Ghidorah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that is a great little touch. <laughs> I agree. It's 
Yeah, that was funny. I uh, like how big he is too in the when he comes back after being blasted with the atomic bomb. Like someone, another character mentions, just does he look like he's been working out? Like he's just like extra thick. If I remember the uh, line from uh, Bradley Whitford here, I believe it's Sarazawa's got that lizard just as the line right. that he gives, <laughs> which made me chuckle because I was very into the fight at this moment. So. Yes. <laughs> So that, that line, line, okay. That line didn't, I think, detract from anything. There's definitely other ones, though, where, um, it, you know, it'll cut to a character with a, saying a one-liner, and it's just kind of like, oh, stop cutting away like this. That, I don't care. Yeah. I really don't care. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Godzilla, his spikes look bigger, and he looks like, yeah, like, like he's been puffed up a bit, and I like that he looks significantly meaner. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yes. I, I also like that his atomic breath, like, works well against Ghidorah, like, because G Ghidorah is, like, electric-powered, but but uh, Godzilla is, like, radioactive. So mm -hmm. it's, like, a different type of energy because he's, you know, because he's an alien, he wouldn't have the same types of strengths and weaknesses. I love the Ghidorah, Ghidorah lightning. Uh, I, I, I love it so much. I, I also yeah. I loved it in the first fight in Antarctica. There's a a moment where when he it's when, he, when he tries to hit him and misses with the atomic breath, Ghidorah knocks him over, and the atomic breath just sort of like like obviously he's still firing, so he ends up like hitting just like a random couple of like like buildings that are in Antarctica, and mm -hmm. they just kind of you just see them melt like instantly, and it's just like yeah. it just it shows you how powerful this is and how dangerous it is if like someone knocks him like off aim and they're like oh shit <laughs> that's an entire just like males of people just died because the atomic oh, breath definitely. just just hit somewhere <laughs> different <laughs> um it's delightful i honestly my only complaint about the ending because you know obviously all these other random mutal that woke up earlier who, who we heard were destroying other cities but it, you know it never really was a big deal in the movie all that much to be honest Outside of the fact that we have to defeat Ghidorah, because Ghidorah is taking over the planet, is essentially I, the idea. I think we see some news in the background, yeah. so you can see them like walking through cities and stuff. But we we don't see anything. Uh, but they they come towards Godzilla at the end, and they bow before Rodan. And Rodan is the important one because he's the one that we know was villainous and working for Ghidorah, and he bows down uh, to Godzilla. In fact, actually, that was another cheesy line that bothered me. Is right before. Uh, Vera Farmiga dies because she or our truck because she has to drive away from Ghidorah, and the truck gets you know flipped over, but she survived just long enough. And just before she gets killed because she knows Godzilla's about to whip his ass, she goes, uh, "Long live the king!" I'm like, shut up, <laughs> like stop, stop making king lines. It was annoying in Kong when Samuel Jackson's like, "Oh man, is king," and it's annoying here with all the "Long live the king" nonsense. Stop it. <laughs> it would have been good if Sarasawa said it. <laughs> He's the only one who can get away with it. Sure. Yes, he has the gravitas to to sell that line. Um, no, I, I I do love him saying uh, goodbye, old friend. Uh, yeah. As he as he's because he says it in Japanese, right? He says it in Japanese mm -hmm. when he says goodbye. I thought it was a nice touch, actually. Uh, and I'd forgotten this, but did you notice the dedication at the end of the credits to? Yeah, to the, yeah. the guy who wore the original costume. Yeah, I, I thought that was that was, that was sweet. Uh, seeing that at the end. Um, yeah, the post credit scene. Actually, actually, one line I, I wanted mention from the ending uh there's a weird line from uh zhang ziyi uh right at the end of the film where you know godzilla's like really big and badass and viral whippers off like oh good thing he's on our side and she's like for now and i'm like yeah what why why are you even suggesting that and it's I think ominous it, 
I think it's just because they want to tease what's in Godzilla vs. Kong. I think that's why that line is there. Given that, Now that we've seen the trailers for the new film, I think that's why that little line's there to tease that maybe Godzilla could go bad. Um, but it, it felt out of place. So even even knowing where it's going, I'm like, why are you spoiling this? Like, Just give me the happy. Godzilla won. I'm happy. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown's smiling even though her mum's just died. <laughs> but she's happy because Godzilla's won. Uh, and she's with her dad again. Yes. Who, yeah. The fact that these characters always find each other in a destroyed city is pretty crazy. But whatever. Movie logic. Yeah. Whatever. Movie movie logic be movie logic. Uh, so that's the end of the movie. Obviously, there's a post credit scene where Charles Dance is buying the, uh, the severed Ghidorah head from a black market dealer of some kind. Um, which, you, you know, assume is either going to tie into the, the next film or if he's even back i don't know if he is or it'll be something that maybe we're going to plan for later that maybe they'll never get to um so i i i, I want to do a bit of speculation for because now that we're, 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 we're so we're basically done for this with this movie maybe there's a couple of things you want to mention uh is there anything else you want to mention no not really okay that makes sense yeah. so we've only had one trailer for the next movie though at this point Right? Oh, no, we've had two. I think, have we not? We had like a teaser and then we had a, the trailer. I feel like we've had... The teaser was like mixed in with the other HBO stuff that was coming yeah. out. Yeah, maybe it was just one. Maybe it was just one. It, it feels like we've had two, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's just because we saw some clips from other things. Mm-hmm. But um, but I like... Not a spoiler warning, per se, because this is a speculation. But yeah, I, I, we don't know what's going to happen. But I want to say that if you are media blackout, if you're avoiding trailers... Because I'm pretty sure I'm right about at least part of what I'm about to say. So if you do really want to avoid any knowledge of anything that's going to happen in Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, I would skip this part <laughs> the next couple of minutes. Um, because the trailer was like Godzilla's the villain. And I immediately said, I think my tweet, if you go find my tweet, is that Godzilla's face is going to come off Terminator style to reveal Mecha Godzilla before the real Godzilla shows up and helps Kong uh, fight him. Uh, by the end, and I think that's the part where I, I, I'm giving the spoiler warning for because I think I'm, I'm I'm it's basically 100 percent at this point, uh, based on one shot in the trailer that kind of shows a bit of Mechagodzilla. <laughs> like yes, if that is correct, yes. Why would they put that shot in the trailer? I mean, I know it, trailers make dumb decisions all the time, but like, but because it's, it's not so a huge qu- spoiler. Yeah, yeah, but you have to freeze frame it, and like it's like a like a quick. But we shot. live in the age of the internet. I know, I know. <laughs> because you don't think it's a red herring. Well, I mean, he's definitely there. Mechagodzilla is definitely going to be... Unless Godzilla is evil and Mechagodzilla is used to help fight Godzilla. But that feels way less fulfilling to me. <laughs> so what's the lore of Mechagodzilla? Because we have these ancient gods that are well, it's so giant funny. creatures. It's so funny you asked me that, Tara, because this is the main bit of speculation I want to get to. Because okay. if I, now I've actually never seen the original Mechagodzilla, I don't think. The original Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. It's I've, on HBO right now. I've seen other films that he's popped up in, but I believe the general premise is that aliens built Mechagodzilla, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because they do acknowledge in this film that Ghidorah is from an alien planet and that mm-hmm. he he is you from not somewhere be, else. Be here, yeah. So the two possibilities that I see, one's more fun and wacky, which is whatever aliens sent Ghidorah have now sent Mechagodzilla in disguise as Godzilla to cause chaos. 
Or maybe Charles's dances group with whatever they're using from the the, the Ghidorah head have done something and they've made Mechagodzilla. Maybe, uh, you know, if not him, a group of evil humans have made Mechagodzilla. That's less interesting, but it is possible. So that's the main question I'm asking you. Is a you team alien sent Mechagodzilla or you team humans or something did it? <laughs> well, I don't know if it can be humans unless it's like really far in the future. Like, do we know? Are there returning characters? Time travel. T humans from the future <laughs> sent Mechagodzilla back. There's time travel in some Godzilla movies, by the way. This, this, is, this is not a completely absurd suggestion. I mean, obviously, we do not have the technology to build a Mechagodzilla, let alone have it covered with flesh. We don't have the technology to build half the shit that's in this movie. <laughs> yeah, so is it like a significant time jump forward? Oh, nah, because Millie Bobby Brown's still a kid. She's still a teenager. She's still in this one? Yeah, she's in the trailer. Okay, so it's not like we built like a Gypsy Danger version of no, Godzilla be... and then uh, it turned on us because our AI eventually will always turn on us. Oh, I mean, maybe they'll go down that Maybe it is human built, but it's like an AI problem. Um, but because in the trailer, Millie Bobby Brown and Kyle Chandler are there and they're going, why is Godzilla acting this way? This isn't right. He wouldn't do this. Like they're, they're sort of trying to figure out why Godzilla's acting bad, which is why I think it's setting up for this isn't really Godzilla... You know, mm -hmm. Terminator style, the, the face gets ripped off at one point and it's... I mean, what will probably happen is that real Godzilla might show up before it's revealed what this Godzilla is and we'll have like Godzilla versus Godzilla and then the face will get ripped off and it'll be oh, oh! And then it'll become Godzilla and Kong versus Me But then, that said though, the end of this one set up that Godzilla could call upon Rodan and possibly other monsters to come help. Mammoth Ape. Yeah. And... The only hope I have, because I, I didn't really consider that we actually might get Mecha King Ghidorah, but the one hope is this post-credit scene. Because they've got a, a Ghidorah head, it's the one thing that says, maybe that's leading to something. Well, if you want to have more, like, Godzilla versus blank, like, you obviously you gotta do Kong, but then mm -hmm. where do you go? Like, the next big ones are going to be the machines. I mean, I don't, I don't see them doing any more. I don't think they've been successful enough. I think this one's happening because they'd already made it by the time Kay of the Monsters. Like, well, this one's not going to make any money because it's going to HBO Max. So yeah, but I don't, they... I don't think it was going to make that much money anyway, though, because because Kay of the Monsters only did okay. It didn't do as much as uh, at least I don't think it did. Maybe I'll, I'll check the box office module, but I, I I feel like they were kind of declining. I think Kong and Kay of the Monsters were both a little bit lukewarm. Was my mm -hmm. understanding, but. Um, so basically what I'm saying is, is that this end, this post-credit scene with the Ghidorah head, if I'm thinking that we're going to have Godzilla and Kong versus Mechagodzilla, and that Godzilla could also potentially call upon Rodan, maybe a new Mothra, whatever, to come help, it makes me wonder if when we get to the big final fight, is it really just Mechagodzilla or does he have allies? Is there, is there like more villains to, to unveil? And if that's the case... Mecha King Ghidorah kind of makes some sense uh, to go alongside that. Uh, I mean, hell, don't get me wrong. I would love to see Destroyer or Gigan or, well, maybe not Gigan, but <laughs> like some of the other ones. I don't even know what they look like. Or, <laughs> oh, Destroyer's great. <laughs> uh, or even um, uh, the big plant one, uh, Biolante. <laughs> it's a big, a big plant. Maybe maybe you'd maybe being vegan you'd be written for Biolante and uh, Godzilla versus Biolante, no? No. <laughs> I admit it was a dumb joke. What do you want from? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe Charles Dance would. As an eco terrorist. Yeah, maybe. 
maybe. Uh, so I'm on box office. I'm just I'm double checking what I, what I was thinking here. Um, where's the worldwide number? Yeah, 386 million worldwide, kind of the monsters. That is not terrible. It's not a bomb, but it's not like, you know, it's not like the Marvel movies breaking the bank for a big That's budget surprising. Like Was it a big hit in, like, Japan and stuff? Not that Japan's a big country, but... Um... I don't it really... It seems like it would appeal to the Japanese because it's a very blockbuster movie with lots of fighting and monsters and... It seems up their alley. I wait on. I don't have enough of a scope to know, like what can what, like it made twenty five million dollars in Japan. I don't know if that's like high or low. I, I I have no concept of what. A... Sounds low, but Japan is small. <laughs> so maybe... Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, well, for comparison's sake, the UK it made eight million. So. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's good for Japan. I, I have no idea. Maybe. Um. And then comparatively... China is the big one. Like, if you can do well in China, then they'll make more sequels. Yeah, and comparatively Kong Skull Island... Oh, that actually did better. That did 566 points. So that actually did quite... What? Well, that's, that's, I'd say that's a reasonable success. Yeah, well, Americans love Kong. Uh, that's our kaiju. Uh, the domestic was only 30% of the overall take, so... Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I got facts and figures here. Stop reading my parade. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe they will do more. I mean, maybe I'm being too pessimistic and thinking they're just going to stop. Uh, maybe I can't if... imagine they will make very much money on releasing it just to well, HBO yeah. Max. Well, yeah, they won't. But like, how did they? Like, if they'd released, if everything was normal and released it in theaters, I do believe that King Kong versus Godzilla would probably make the most money out of any of them just because it's Godzilla versus King Kong. So yeah, you got two big names in there. Maybe it would justify making more after that. But they didn't have anything really in the works for coming after, really. Whereas before, you know, by the time Kong was out, they'd already shot, like, King of the Monsters. And by the time King of the Monsters came out, they'd already shot, I think, all of Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Uh, whereas I don't think they've shot anything for anything else. Like, so if anything else does happen, it'll be a few years. Maybe it's a tight story. Maybe it finishes, no loose ends, no post credits. Yeah, right. If, if they, if they have a, if they, if they have a successful, and, and, and in this case, it's maybe more Maybe of Gypsy a, Danger comes out. <laughs> in this case, credit. In this case, maybe success is dictated more by like, how much are people talking about it on social media? Obviously, how many people have watched it? Uh, maybe if it does well enough, maybe they will make a new one. And, you, you bet they're at your ass. If if it does do well and they think they can make more money, it doesn't matter how neat an ending it has. They're going to somehow shout out another one. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Hollywood's been doing that for decades. Look at the plan of the Apes movies. <laughs> the yes. original ones. Um, we need a sequel. <laughs> how do you make a sequel? <laughs> do you know what? Yeah, Adam Wingard made the, made the new one. I keep forgetting that. That's super interesting. Who? Adam Wingard, he directed uh, You're Next and... Oh, that's a very good movie. And The Guest. Uh, he also, unfortunately, directed the Blair Witch reboot and, like, a anime adaptation on Netflix, which wasn't supposed to be very good. But You're Next and The Guest are really... I mean, I really love You're Next. Yeah, I, You're I, Next I, was great. I love that movie. So it's interesting that the director of Krampus did this one and then the next one's going to be the director of You're Next. Where all these horror directors are getting yeah. these big budget Didn't Gareth things. Edwards have a monster movie, too? Before, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, monsters. 
Slutchly Slut- Slut- Monsters. I don't know if it's a horror movie or not. I assume it's, so. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. It's just more, it's more of a drama. There's a couple of horror-esque scenes, I suppose, but it's more of a romantic drama road movie through quarantine zone, <laughs> I guess is how I'd describe it. Okay. Nice imagery, though. You, uh, you'll like that movie. Um, I think you'll like Probably. that Probably. I think you'll like that movie. Yeah. I, I like Gareth that. Edwards. I'm sad he doesn't make movies anymore for some reason. I'm sure he'll be back. I think he's a very exciting director. Yeah, so but, yeah, we, we got Millie yeah. Bobby Brown back and we got Kale Chandler back, but we're adding Alexander Skarsgård and Rebecca Hall. Those are... Yeah. Those are good actors and actresses. Well, just forget, Wait, uh, Rebecca Hall's okay. She's it's, it's fine, yeah. I don't feel particularly strongly. I wonder if Bradley Whitford comes back. I wonder if they get him back for some one-liners. Please don't. <laughs> He's going to be like, oh, that monkey and that lizard are going at it. Or something, I don't know. He'll do lots of one-liners about monkeys and lizards. It's going to happen. I know. I mean, <laughs> how did you get this job? <laughs> He's a good actor. Yes, he he's a great actor, but uh, he's just not good at one-liners. Is Charles Dance? I mean, maybe IMD, IMDb will tell me if, if Charles Dance is expected in Godzilla vs Kong, but I'm not. He's not, he's not listed, but that could just be because we don't know. No, you know, because IMDb isn't like the be-all, end-all of where information no. comes from. It's just kind of where sometimes it'll not end up there until stuff is confirmed. So, right. He could pop up, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right, I guess we can rate uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters then. Okay, I um, I do really like this movie. <laughs> I think the the stuff that's good in it is enough to make me say, yeah. This, I mean, if you like monster movies and giant creatures fighting each other, or um, you like how they bring back these classic creatures that don't really make sense in the in the world um but do it in a grand spectacular way then yeah i guess it's good <laughs> but unfortunately the human stuff is it's gonna bring it down not not like a whole lot though like i don't i don't know why I, it's so easy for me to not forgive the bad human stuff then you know in king kong where i just could not or kong skull island where i just could not forgive it um but i just the the grand spectacular epic fight scenes are what you want to watch the movie for and i think they are good so i i'm actually going to give it a seven i think it's a good movie yeah i think compared to kong is a weird thing for me because ultimately i come down to the the notion that with Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston, they they did nothing with those two characters uh, mm-hmm. in that entire film. As much as a lot of it here kind of falls flat, at least they, they were... Tr- and some of it's just stupid, but mm-hmm. they tried to do something with them. There was some sort of plot with the characters, at least. Uh, like, that that's that's worth something. Because um, yeah. so, I think some of the characters, especially like the comedy characters in this, may actively be more annoying than any characters that, that were in Kong. But the monster stuff's better, and at least the main characters have something going on, even if it's not good. There's something going like Vera Farmiga. For for if you compare it to Brie Larson, like 
at least she has pl- it's, it's stupid her motivations are silly her plan is stupid all of it you can say it all you can make all the complaints you want but at least there's something Brie Larson and Kong is just a blank slate Tom Hiddleston is just a blank slate <laughs> at least Kelly yeah. Chandler has a couple of moments with Godzilla where when Godzilla says all right we're cool it's effectively right when he looks at him like right. at least that moment has some weight behind it because it was set up and it's built um I don't know. I just, I, I, but ultimately though, it comes out of the monsters. I think the monster fight's more fun. I think the monsters are just better monsters, by and large. And for all the stupidity, there's moments with giant claws coming for planes, or there's, uh, you know, entire cities just going over with the the wind of the wings. There's lots of big glowing eyes. <laughs> yeah, G- Godzilla versus uh, Co- oh, not Godzilla, not Kong. Sorry, Godzilla versus Ghidorah every time is a fun watch and mm-hmm. the way it plays with the heads dodging and the different uses of energy or even like Ghidorah being sinister when it's like looking through the window at Millie Bobby Brown which is when it gets the most Jurassic Park and I think that's what I was expecting more from her was more Jurassic Park kid antics and yeah. I, I was all for it I was like yeah give it to me but hey whatever uh so there's weird missteps there's too many human characters try to be funny but I do really love the monster stuff and it's a very easy rewatch because of that even though i will admit opening half hour or so yeah it's very easy to just kind of like you know look at twitter for a while <laughs> well before you get to the good <laughs> stuff but once once Ghidorah wakes up though once Ghidorah wakes up that's when the movie really starts and from that point mm-hmm. on i'm having fun even if there's still problems after that so i, I gave kong a six obviously this has to be higher i can't realistically go that high though because it's still got a lot of problems. So, I am going to agree with you on the 7, but I do think there's a lot of personal subjective bias in that 7. I don't I don't think the movie's objective quality gets it there that high. I think, objectively, this is probably more like a 6 or even a 5.5, but for personal enjoyment, I'm giving it the 7. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, I don't have a, any nostalgia towards the other characters in the, or the other monsters in the film, mm-hmm. but I still just find it such a blast to watch every time that the monsters are fighting. And this one, even the human characters have scenes that are, show like Godzilla in the background or they're reacting to Godzilla swimming. So it's it's not like the other movies where we just spend so much time with humans on their own. There's like there's rarely any time that there's not a monster on screen. I think that's that's a testament though to because you mentioned there that you don't have any nostalgia for these these creatures, um, and I I do for some. I, I mean it's less nostalgia because I, I didn't watch them when I was that young. I watched them in a couple of years leading up to this movie. It was it wasn't like uh, I watched a lot. Sure, because it in makes me want to watch them though. Yeah, <laughs> like but this movie does. I, the point I'm making though is that that's a testament to them just being good designs and interesting monsters and interesting characters as much as they can be a character and they do like like mm-hmm. you said earlier that the three heads of Ghidorah have kind of their own little personalities Godzilla they have a little three stooge thing going yeah. on yeah uh, Godzilla's kind of a hero Mothra's kind of this mother figure who wants to like help save the world and there's enough there that you're kind of rooting for the monsters and you actually care and in the same way that I think um the Transformers movies kind of failed is that we're not there to root for humans, we're there to root for Optimus goddamn Prime. So make Optimus Prime the character we care about and give him the, the protagonist journey. And with mm-hmm. Godzilla, 
obviously you can't completely do that because he doesn't talk, right? It would be really ballsy to just follow Godzilla around and just have it all be from his perspective. Although I would, lo- I would love if some director had the balls to do it. <laughs> I would love it. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that it has to have that balance with the humans. I think Transformers, on the other hand, Optimus Prime is a character who can talk and talks about... There's a moment in the first Transformers, which we're going to do these movies someday, by the way. Just brace yourself for that. But there's a moment in the first Transformers where he talks about how you know, we let our planet fall, we can't let the humans fall too. And I'm like, you know what? Make this movie about Optimus Prime, this leader who's lost his own home turf, who's determined to not let it happen to us. Make it be about him fighting for redemption and winning. That's the character arc. That's who I care about. I don't care about Shia the buttfuck. Sorry, I swore. <laughs> Look forward to the Transformers reviews, everyone. <laughs> Do not call him that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, uh, if you made it this far into the review, so that, that was that was two sevens for the record. If you made it this far into the review, uh, put uh, put. I, I want you to put the word, uh, the phrase. Oh my god! Then dot dot dot. Zilla. <laughs> <laughs> this review is kind of. Kind of like a review for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom a lot, I thought. It's a really flawed film, but the, the silly B-movie we, stuff that I love, I love. For some reason, we're both, like, really positive. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's possible to, like, a, like, really like a movie that's not objectively that great because it has enough of something that you do attach yeah. to in it. Um, and those monsters had personality. Hey, that, that, Come that, on, Indoraptor spinoff. Yeah, I want this. That stealth raptor <laughs> thing did have personality. You're right. Um, you know, uh, you know, Mothra died in this. There was a really dramatic monster death in in that that movie too. Don't remind me. <laughs> it's so hard to watch. <laughs> so yes, put put uh, oh my god, Zilla, in the comments if you made it this far. Uh, you of course will see Tara do a pose for the thumbnail now. So uh, <laughs> uh, three, two, one. Pose. Those are my talents. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're Rodan in this uh, interpretation, okay? Yeah. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the flames around me. <laughs> the, the, I mean, I'll say that's because Mothra is the one female, at least the, the one monster we know is female. I guess it could be it could be uh, um, the claws of uh, of Mothra. I guess I don't know what they're but, called. But I was thinking you'd want me to like Photoshop in the pretty wings or something and be like, yeah, look at the yeah the glorious. I'll be I'll be, I'll be Mothra. Yeah. Just put uh, three heads for you. <laughs> that's not, that's that's pretty funny. I I because I mean when I think it was Godzilla twenty fourteen. I give myself atomic breath. Or was no? It was it was when we did the original Godzilla with Kong. That's when I did the atomic breath. Yeah, because uh, I was Kong. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. I was inspired because you did the monkey pose. And I thought, what can I do to be Godzilla? Oh, I'll give myself atomic breath. That's what I'll do. Uh, so if I remember, we had this conversation when I got to make the thumbnail. Then I will give myself three heads. Nice. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go look at IMDb's user reviews. Um, one out of ten. This is a funny one because, like, when it's a really good movie, I will look at the one out of ten. But it's a really bad movie, I will look at the ten out of tens. This is a weird one where a lot of people are going to be in the middle, and I feel like the one stars are going to be like, "Oh, characters are dumb." 
Uh, Tens are gonna be. Oh, Morsels are great. I I don't know which is gonna be funnier here. So I'm gonna go to one star. All right, and we'll just read how hyperbolic some of these reviews are titled. Uh, from the first review here, my eyes are hurting after watching this movie. It's a movie about people talking with monsters in the background. Maybe that first guy has like, uh, uh, I don't know, like uh, they go into like epileptic seizures if they have bright lights or something. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, when the CGI monsters display the best acting performance. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that, but... No. <laughs> uh, but that's who I care about the most, so that's fine. Um, so, yeah, that's good. Uh, I'll get this one. The trailer was too much. That's the title of one of the reviews here. What? Maybe it spoiled too much? The trailer was amazing. (laughs) Ah, dear. Fishing idiots. (laughs) Fishing for that money. Uh, More empty junk made for the Chinese market. Mm. I mean, I mean, I don't know if I quite... I mean, I get that this movie would appeal to the Chinese market given they like the big budget blockbusters, but I don't know yeah. if it's specifically aimed at China. In the it, sa- it's not like wandering earth quality. I mean, in the same way that they specifically put in like a... I mean, I mean maybe you could argue that Zhang Ziyi's inclusion was to like, you know, so there was a, a native star for, for the Chinese market, but I, I don't think... I don't know, it doesn't feel that intrusive to me. If that's but what it's I also established about. in... Mothra. <laughs> Not that Mothra is from China. Maybe it's from an island, right? It's from an island, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember specifically where that island's supposed to be. <laughs> so Somewhere I can, I can, in the Pacific. <laughs> somewhere in the Pacific, but I, mean, I can yeah. tell you. Uh, but hey. This was our last chance to get the Godzilla movie we all wanted, but it failed terribly. Why is this the last chance? Hollywood, There's like Hollywood? 800 Godzilla movies. <laughs> Hollywood reboots so things constantly. Like you'll get more Godzilla chances. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, this will not be the last Godzilla no. reboot. Yes, but hey, I'll, I'll stop reading them there. But uh, just for the comparison's sake, there are two hundred and thirty-four one-star reviews uh, on IMDb, and there are four hundred and forty-five ten-star reviews. Nice. <laughs> on IMDb, out of a possible two thousand two hundred and forty-nine. Um, which, to be honest, I think just exemplifies that too many people in IMDb either rate things a one or a ten. There's no, there's no skill for them. It's just it's a one or a ten. Uh, yeah. But hey, there you go. So we haven't given anything a one star. We'll get there on the show. Hey, I, yeah. I just I just mentioned we we're doing the Transformers movie. Some of those sequels might uh, approach the, 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 the one. I am not looking forward to like the four hour one. There's no four hour one. Uh, isn't the one with the dinosaur like? Three and a half hours. <laughs> I think it feels like three and a half hours. <laughs> I don't know if it actually we'll is three and a half hours. I don't hate the first movie. Not well, maybe. It's I. been a while. Well, yeah, I should... When I first saw it when it came out, it was kind of... It felt a little special at the time because it was like... The, the effects were kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, so, absolutely. That first time, like, the, the bad one turns into the cop car, it was like, whoa. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Uh, great opening scene. But I think this going to the theaters and seeing the second one made me hate the first one because <laughs> the second sure. one was so awful. Yeah. Uh, but it's been many years, so whenever we get back to it, hopefully many years from now. 
I'll, I'll see how I feel. You realise as soon as there's a vague date for a new one, we're going to have to work through them. Well, it was a Patreon vote for a, a minute, and the patrons, even they didn't want it. It was mercy. Well, I don't know if they didn't want it. I, I think they will get a crack out of us talking about Transformers, but... Uh, there was other more compelling options in that franchise. Because I, th- I think that was the one Jurassic Park won. So they mm. wanted Jurassic Park and they can blame them. Yeah. Yeah. Life finds a way, as they say. Life finds a way. Clever. Clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying clever girl to people when I'm going to be pedantic. <laughs> Not even clever pedantic. Even, even when they do something that's genuinely quite smart, I'm like, ah, clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is over. <laughs> <laughs> what the show's over? I got stuff. I got stuff to watch. <sighs> Tara wants to rush away and watch the Golden Globes. Yeah. <laughs> All I right. Haven't had an event like this to watch on TV in a long time. I'll be. I thought it was going to be shorter than the last review. It is actually longer. <laughs> yeah, it's because we don't have no format. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We have a format. We we. we'll, we'll- we tackled it in, in subjects. We we did you know general thoughts. We did humans. We did monsters. We did uh, the mythology in between those two. Uh, ended on the big fights, and then we did a speculation. I mean, that's maybe what made it longer was the, the ten minutes of oh, okay, what do we think Godzilla versus Kong is going to be? I mean, I suppose the final question just before I, we do I do outro properly is: uh, Are you expecting to like Godzilla versus Kong? No, <laughs> I didn't think the trailer was very good. I, I'm expecting to enjoy it in the same way that I enjoyed this. My expectations. I'm hoping, are, like that's yeah. that's the highest that I think I'll I'll go. As long as Godzilla's actually a good guy by the end, if because if they do my 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 boy Zilla dirty, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be happy. I'm gonna be happy. All right. What are we doing next? Uh, I believe we are doing uh, Westworld because that won a Patreon vote, and we we. Whoa. We put it off because we wanted to get through all these movies, so they were all done in good time before uh, the new one comes out. Which, I mean, we're actually a little bit ahead in that sense. There's a good month now. Uh, I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll be more like three weeks, but uh, obviously Godzilla vs. Kong will be priority at the end of March, start of April. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, look forward to that. Uh, yeah, so... Um, the one thing is, because, because I've kind of wanted to tackle the movies by subject instead of doing like a distinct spoiler free then going through the plot after is i don't have my obvious middle section to do my thank the patrons thing so maybe they feel shortchanged that it's going at the end (laughs) because everyone's going to turn off before they hear their names (laughs) other than people who want to hear their names obviously uh but i'll thank our patreon producers for the month uh uh well it'll be march between us because but whatever uh it's the last day of february for for, for anyone who's curious i mean but you know if you're paying attention to the golden globes you know it's february uh so Thank you very much to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Board Now, Al Treisman, Christopher Moy, Brett Williams, and David Brown. Those are our Patreon producers for the month. Um, if I was to assign a kaiju to each of those... I'm kidding. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they would appreciate that. Sure. Well, I'd have to... I don't have that many kaiju, so I'd have to like pick three of them for Ghidorah. Like, the three heads would have to be... <laughs> right. Uh... <laughs> You know, I, I think I think Cindy, Tyler, and and David are definitely the the three Ghidorah heads because they're they're all, they always because they talk to each other a lot. So they can yeah, be the, and Cindy's definitely the leader, the one in the middle. Sure, yes, Cindy's the, the smart <laughs> one in the middle. Uh, the other two are the ones that are sort of like biting each other, like a pair of numbskulls. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> Way to go back to Stooges. <laughs> that was intentional, yes. I, I, I thank you for acknowledging the, the ingenuity of my joke. Tara, would you like to tell everyone about Patreon? If you enjoy the reviews, please check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. And if you donate $1 per month, you will get access to bonus episodes of The Ace. So go find your favorite B-movie classic starring David Carradine and others. <laughs> on that on that in that library so thank you oh if you donate five dollars per month you'll get access to these episodes one day early one day early soon to be a week early soon to be a week early yeah things that'll, are changing just slightly that'll happen when we get ahead enough that we can go a week early and patrons will effectively get two episodes like two days back to back and mm. uh then it'll be a week uh, the idea being that if not every episode necessarily will have them, but if I do those little edited videos that I've been doing for some of these episodes, where the short the clips and that that those will go out in public for you know during that week where patrons have the full episode early, and then eventually everyone will get the full episode. But uh, that's the the plan. Once we able to get ahead in the schedule, which probably won't take that long. But uh, mm. Tara's Tara's looking at me going, it will take time. I, I do not have it in my schedule to squeeze in an extra episode. How dare you? Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. But yes, so that is a Patreon. Of course, you can like and subscribe. That is super important, especially, obviously, on YouTube because YouTube's algorithm is what dictates success and getting those likes and subscribes are the important thing uh, to spread the show out to more people. Obviously, if you listen to the audio version, you can rate us on your podcast app of choice. Give us five stars and a review if you're on iTunes, for example. It helps us out a lot. Uh, tweet us out share us with people share us with your friends like a nice uh like 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 syphilis but good uh, mm. said but good <laughs> has to be a better comparison <laughs> <laughs> so well i suppose uh, there's a current pandemic i could compare sharing something with your friends to but i mean i don't know if uh, people are in the mood for jokes about that right now Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> We're still very much in it to be making jokes about it. Uh, but, yeah, so there you go. Uh, that is all that. Um, yeah, so. You know, I usually make you promote something else, but that's usually that's only because the Patreon bit was in the middle. Now that the Patreon bit's at the end, I don't have to make you do anything else at the end now. All right. Is this better or worse? I mean, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter, okay. Yeah. Uh all right. Well, you know, thank you very much. I'll, you know, I'll promote something. If you enjoy this show, maybe you'll enjoy myself and Tim talking about horror movies. It's kind of like this show, uh, but uh, the films are simpler, so we tend to be about half the length. <laughs> this this show. <laughs> <laughs> Science fiction is inherently more complex than. Yeah, we go long on these, man. Movies. Look, we're just that charming. There's just that much <laughs> to talk about, and the people love it. Okay. I hope so the podcast hey that's why the new edited versions exist if you want a little 10 minute snippet with clips with all the stupid bits cut out <laughs> that's what they're for all right tara tara said to me and i quote make me sound smart and cut out all the pauses <laughs> uh i did my best thank you i'm no miracle worker but i did my best <laughs> i understand <laughs> that has been godzilla k the monsters thank you very much for joining us hopefully you enjoyed the show uh, I have enjoyed working through these films again for all the ups and downs, uh, and we'll be back to working through the franchises we were already working through, which is uh, Planet of the Apes soon, uh, as well as more Invisible Man sequels, 
Uh, but we have to start a new one soon as well because there's a new Matrix film coming out at the end of this year. So look forward to those soon too. Uh, so yeah, so look forward to all these things. Thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching science fiction and computer. Add salsa. Salsa. So.